It's the Tillcast, episode 369. Yeah. Scrub vigorously. Yeah. And this week, guys, we talk more Battletech, more Beat Saber, Crackdown 3, and Metro Exodus. Yeah. Stay tuned. Uh, just cleaning in here. Just cleaning. Uh-huh. Yeah. Use that hand. Sparkly. Yeah. You got oh. the fizz. Yes. It won't pick up in post. It probably might. Maybe. I can work it out. Hey, it's the Tillcast. It is. Uh, what the hell's today's date and what time is it? It's the fucking 22nd and it's 9.30. Okay. At night. All right. It's February 22nd. Sorry, I have to I have to be specific. 2019. You're a like, Lord. And here we are around a fucking table. I heard another show saying the year of our Lord. Uh, just listen to random video game podcasts. It's like, I wonder if they listen to us. Because <laughs> it happened fairly recently. And it's like, oh, yeah. Well, oh, they, yeah. So those guys only got like 20 episodes. <laughs> we might have been doing this for more than 20 episodes. A, a couple. Have. Oh, and shit. I mean, I don't, how long have we been dating it on the show? Uh, uh, about a year and a half or so. No, I've been. Yeah. I actually I mean, look back. It was, it's only been the year of our Lord Cthulhu since like February of 2019. Uh, well, I mean, last year. 2018. Or 2018. Jeez. Yeah. Sorry. Hey, so, let me get started real quick. I'm Nas. I'm Rusty. I'm Jason. And you're going to hear about 30 minutes of bullshit and some video game is an M rated show. And here we go. Here we go. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. I look, I look back. I said. Is he him for menopause? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that, I don't. How does that make sense? So I, I'm just menopause. 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 So. Writing it down. I, uh, I, I look back and I have. I keep a, a copy of all of the fucking episodes because I've been producing the fucking episodes for what seems like forever now. Uh, and uh, my my storage drive has episodes back into the 200s. And oh, wow. <laughs> it's probably time to clean up a little bit. Well, I, I like keeping the old episodes. It just gives I me a... So there's like two backups at least, and I think Trent has backups on some hard drive somewhere yeah. of like 250 episodes see see so we've got the whole freaking like anthology the on only everything. problem is, the only problem with the structure we're using on the website so like everything's pre-built so i reload into the same frames right the next set of shows so the only way i really have to measure actual downloads at this point is just total bandwidth use i was like i know <laughs> the episode's 190 megs or whatever right just measure however many terabytes we hit, and that gives me a good count. <laughs> He's like, I'm just going to do some quick math here. And, um, yeah, we're just... We'll, 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 Are you we'll kidding guess. me? He probably has a spreadsheet set up to just Actually, give right. him the number. I I care so little about that until we take this another half notch up that I'm just kind of like, yeah, that's cool. People yeah. are still listening. So Bandwidth is still there. I'm still paying enough money for the bandwidth I'm using. Right. So analytics are just... And, uh, you know, here's the crazy thing. I don't, I'm not paying anything for hosting right now. So I pay for the domain. Yeah. And then there's some server Trent set up privately that has all this shit stored on it. And it's just his personal server. I don't know if it's his spank bank or whatever else. It's probably his spank bank. And there's something else on there, too. It, It might actually be for work or something, but. It's just a server he created, and I don't know if this is the one that's in his shop or not, but I don't think it is, um, based on how it still doesn't run like shit. So, Right. He's actually got a 
fairly decent deal going here. So, hey, it works out. We all share the same space, right. and he doesn't look like I'm running out anytime soon on there. Mm, no, no, but we keep it kind of clean, so. Yeah. we we. I mean, we have a repository for everything, and of course, like I said, I've got backups, so. Yeah, I'll keep that and on my hard drive, guys. Anyway. Mm. Yeah. Oh, hey, whatever. What? I don't even know what number this is. is this that, is fucking... Uh, is that 369? So carry the one. Uh, fuck, I don't know. <laughs> what did I just post? I don't know. You're. I posted you're, a... I'm one behind, so there's that. Or, yeah, yeah, you're last week behind. Yeah, yeah. Shit happened. Oh, well. Life, life, life goes on. Life sucks sometimes. You have to deal with uh deal with shit like fucking the big fucking thing that fucking happened to me is uh, all of a sudden my windshield developed a crack like oh. spontaneously is fucking that cracked under warranty well it is only in certain situations so i mean warranty that, the glass is not have, warrantied the why you is have not warrantied that's why you have comprehensive coverage on your insurance. Well, that's what I've, I've got that, but I don't want to have to fucking pay for anything, right? Because, I mean, it's honestly. Like 75 bucks for a windshield. I don't fucking care. I don't want to pay a goddamn dime. But sure, <laughs> a new windshield. It's a brand new fucking car that. Has a crack. Should not have a fucking crack spontaneously happen right where the fucking defroster hits. It's stress. It's, it's thermal shock, is what it is. It's a thermal shock crack across the fucking defroster on the front of my windshield. Which so it shouldn't happen. It shouldn't happen. So I said Oh, I just posted pisses. you could be a turtle. That was three sixty seven. Yeah, you could be a turtle. That's a one of the that's just so ADD, but <laughs> that was a really good picture you found. You know what really sucks <laughs> is that at some point, unless we change the the mission structure, unless we ch- change the structure of the last ten episodes, those pictures are gone into zip files forever. Oh, I have been keeping the zip files. See, I, and I keep all of the fucking pictures with the, you know, with the uh, audio. So I have all of the pictures that I've done. So I have those. You could be a turtle is a really good name for an episode. <laughs> I just, I don't know what's so great about it. <laughs> and the funny thing is I was, I was skimming turtle. through everything as I was, uh, as, as I was coming up with the picture and I'm like, I don't even fucking remember why, why we said this, why this even became a I, thing. So I. Crazy thing is when I'm doing, <laughs> I tend to, Mighty D gets the best of me. And what I'll do is I'll go through and start listening to the episode and then I just won't stop even though I know everything that's about to happen. It's because I remember the <laughs> conversation. saying it, right? I remember most of what we said, mostly because we, I don't know why. I don't usually remember audio, but just because of what we do and I start remembering as I'm hearing it. Right. Right. I don't remember going into it. I I always type up the first part of the episode like a week later, and it's usually <laughs> four minutes in. And then when I'm about 30 minutes in and I've already posted it and I'm still listening to it, it's like, oh, I should have just, I could have come up with something way better. Yeah. And I may have, have to just start doing that. You just like have a, to go through at least half of it. To understand why we called it a turtle. I didn't realize it was all about carrying bathtubs. <laughs> See, that's what, that was me. It was like, oh, my God. I can't even remember why we named it this. But fuck it, I'm going with it, and I'm gonna find this picture, and I found a perfect picture. <laughs> totally derailed, but I'm just in that kind of mood right now. Of I don't give a fuck. Zero. Fucks so given. zero fucks are given tonight. It has been a long fucking week. It has. Rusty, what have you been up to? Well, uh, outside of fucking spending a lot of fucking time at the dealership, 
taking pictures of my fucking broken ass windshield uh, and waiting for them to tell me whether or not I'm going to get a new windshield out of it. Um, well, they're, they're like, well, we can sell you a windshield. I'm like, I don't want to fucking buy a windshield. I want you to replace the fucking windshield because it's fucking broken from the factory. It's, it shouldn't be doing this. And I'm, I'm well within my fucking warranty, so make it happen, bitches. Um, I mean, if you're listening, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, just give me my windshield, please. Thank you. Um, uh, the, uh, so I'm waiting on that. Outside of that, man, I've uh, fucking uh, crazy ass fucking week. I mean, you guys saw what happened right before the fucking podcast. That's been happening yeah. to me for a fucking week, like constant fucking that. So when I'm not working, I get those fucking phone calls. I want to throw my fucking phone out a goddamn window. Uh, it's it's fine. It's all about the overtime, baby. Uh, yeah. Constant overtime. Well, I mean, sure, but what happens if you're whacking it? But, well, I, mean, I don't don't stop. Do you, you don't, don't, don't stop. you don't you gotta finish? <laughs> I don't stop. Do you call back out of breath? I'm just like, like I was. I, 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 was, I was in the shower. I was, I was in the shower. I was. Why are you huffing and puffing? Because I because I scrub vigorously. <laughs> <laughs> so vigorously. <laughs> Scrubbing vigorously. All right, so <laughs> luckily that hasn't happened to me. Um, now that you said it, it probably will, and I will probably not answer. <laughs> Be like, yeah, I was in the shower. Sorry, guys. I was, I was reading an article the other day. Again, this show is rated M. Um, I was reading an article the other day. I was reading at lunch. Um, where they were, it was talking about, you know, there's a trend for self-care and stuff like that, right? Like take care of yourself, right? Of course. And I, I mostly agree with that, right? Get some good sleep, give yourself some you time. It's not selfish to self-maintain. It's not selfish to, we do that a fair amount. Uh Um, it said you need to treat yourself, masturbate. Masturbation is a very effective form of self-care so that's my psa today masturbate just release those endorphins just rub it out man rubbing it out it doesn't have to be about sex it's stress relief there you go it's great it's good for you it fixes my migraines right and i have chronic migraines so you know <laughs> and it, you know here's the crazy thing it wasn't even about male masturbation it's about somebody it was a it was a gal that was writing about her boyfriend and she was mad that he was masturbating and then he said, it's not about you. It's about stress relief. And mm-hmm. she's like, what? Yeah. Stress relief? Mm-hmm. And then it clicked for her. She's like, I masturbate six times a week now. I am not <laughs> as stressed as I used to be. I've quit drinking. Like, <laughs> I fixed myself in one I, I fixed step. myself and it doesn't cost anything. Right. Right? Just some privacy. That's right. all you need. Yeah. yeah. So, be safe for the day. Hell yeah. So, but... <laughs> Yeah, is it funny? So, yeah, because it's a it's a social taboo. Who gives a fuck? You don't hurt anybody. Out. Fucking just yank your chicken. I don't fucking care. I don't really care. I mean, I've been fucking doing it for years. So whatever. <laughs> whenever so much I, money. Whenever I need it, I get it. So I don't necessarily need to do that. This guy. Well, my girlfriend isn't that, here twenty four seven. Right. So. And I don't have one. So. 
Your hand is your girlfriend. Your hand has been your girlfriend for years. Susie and Sally. Susie and Sally. <laughs> Another candidate they, there. They have separate days. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Does Sally's name change based on the day? Is mm. Sally your left hand? Susie is oh, my so, left hand. So Susie's a stranger in the Sally. night. Uh, when you've done that more than a couple times is it really a stranger anymore not, not she's not a stranger <laughs> sally's this, an acquaintance at this, this point is a, she's, she's, this is a total polygamist relationship between hands uh, at least i don't have to pay them so, <laughs> so on the left we have side chick sally or susan susie susie Sal. sally's the right hand come on guys get Jesus. it right get it straight man Get it straight. When you shake my hand, you're meeting Sally. <laughs> Think about it. Don't want to. <laughs> and then wash your damn hands. I do. Hey, you want to see? You hear about something else really random, right? So talk about smooth hands. Um, Mikey has been recommending a place called Elephant in the Room here lately to me, and the first time you go there, it's a pretty expensive place, like a men's grooming place right right they specialize in beards and i'm not really a hipster but i kind of am sort of i just can't help it i grow my beard out i play video games and i listen to music right because that makes me nobody wants to see him without a beard guys it's uh, it looks ridiculous so (laughs) you know that meme that like it shows the guy that looks like gruff and then he shaves and he looks like like a child uh-huh. That's pretty much me. Like, I literally when you do the fucking Vault it, Boy, you, was, you yeah. shave that, you look like Vault Boy, but it, with a fat face. So yeah, and it's yeah. But it, thankfully, yeah. it doesn't take very long to grow in. But I went there for a dollar, right? A dollar, a dollar, a dollar. I was like, I'll give it a dollar try. <laughs> the girl that cuts my hair opened her own place, and she's very expensive now. She's been doing a good job for a while. Didn't really specialize in beards though. Uh, so she would trim, but she wouldn't, like, shape. Right. Now I want somebody to shape it. I was like, I'm sick of having, like, the fucking Chewbacca on the sides. I want to go for more of a sea captain look. I want to just get it down right you here. Mean, like, you might need to you, you might need to tell Earl this. <laughs> he, I could. He, he, he needs, he or needs I to. I could refer Earl for a dollar. Earl will spend a dollar on things. Oh, of course. But yeah, he'll spend a dollar. So I'm going to refer Earl for a dollar, and they'll do everything for you. They almost, well, not everything. So they they trimmed my beard. They gave me a haircut. Uh-huh. Um, it was by some salty old woman that knew what the fuck she was doing. Mm-hmm. And um, then they go like an extra mile, right? Like they do like the back massage thing. They do like the shampoo thing, right? And then they said, do you want to dip your hands in wax? I was like, why would I do that? And they said, it makes your hands soft unless you want them to be rough. And I was like, most of the time I want them rough. I was like, but this is included with the dollar, right? Right. Yeah, I tipped her a fair amount. Of course. I tipped her well, like $15. Well, so. yeah. So, um, okay. So I dipped my hands in wax, and I dipped them three times. She's like, no, spread your fingers. Like, it's going to be weird if you don't. Right. I'm, okay. I'm spreading my fingers and putting them in wax. It's like 110 degrees. Yeah, it's hot. It's hot, right? But not to the point of burning. Okay, my hands feel weird. Then she bags my hands. Uh-huh. Right? And so I'm getting my hair washed and like... She still cut my hair. She's like, time to take the bags off. I was like, okay. Takes my hands off, my hands off, my mm-hmm. bags off. Right off. And then right the my hands are covered in white wax, and it peels off like 
gets gross. Yeah. It was such a weird and gross feeling it's, having a, a layer about 30 millimeters thick peeled okay. off my It was like, it was like I, like, like I got came on by an elephant. Like it was so much wow. wax. Okay. There was so much wax there. It was disgusting. It is easily one of the most gross feelings I had. And the crazy thing is, even though it's supposed to make your hands soft, when I got out of there, I went to Quick Trip and washed my hands. I just couldn't take the feeling anymore. It was too too smooth. Like, I just couldn't deal too with it. Too smooth? Yeah, too smooth. Oh, man. Like, it's... I can't deal with... See, if, if, if I was to do that right now, my hands would turn into fucking, like, you know, like, jello. They're already fucking smooth, so they would just turn yeah. into a fucking and wiggly mold. <laughs> this is where being married for nearly a decade has, has me a leg up on you. I've actually had that done several times. It's because she has a fucking wax warmer, doesn't she? Yes, she does. Of course she does. Oh, so you stick your hands in the wax. What is it what does it really do for you? Is it, it just remove it, old skin or something? No, it, it's it's a super moisturizer. It it, it, it is a in. super moisturizer, but like if your if your hands are really calloused, it will actually soften the calluses and actually take that couple layers of skin with the wax. Uh, yeah, you can't do it your hands will be completely yeah. naked. Uh you're soft enough, thank you very much. Actually, he doesn't really need it. No. He uses enough lotion a couple times a week. <laughs> a week? Come on now. All right, fine. A couple times daily. Is that better? No, I don't. I mean, he does have a lot use... of migraines, so I, I mean, you got to. I, I there's, there's a... <laughs> That's one of the reasons he gets so fucking angry. He's like, "I've got a migraine. Let's get this fucking show over. I gotta jerk it." <laughs> <laughs> I'm not nearly that fucking bad. Uh, yeah. Son of a bitch. Um, no. No. Things you just don't see in a recording. Well, right. And fuck you. Anyway. <laughs> You've been fucking yourself. Well, I mean, my Those hands lady are hands. super soft at the moment. So it, I actually do use lotion. But not then, not then. <laughs> I, I don't need to know your practices. Well, I yeah. mean, I'm, 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 I'm just saying that I don't, I don't have to use lotion. My hands are so soft. Um, but my work, I end up using isopropyl alcohol pads a lot. You know, so oh, it dries okay, the makes... fuck out of my fingertips. That's fair. So I, you know, I have lotion, but it's only the fingertips. Go figure. Uh, <laughs> sure. Hey, it's I just, the I would not. Oh my god! Um, it's for the butthole pleasures. Okay. Fuck you okay, guys. I'm going home. Hey, so Jason, what have you been up to this week? <laughs> Fuck you. There's no good segue. No, there, there isn't. There is no Hard segue. good segue. Hard. Hard. Um, actually, uh, been uh, uh, back in the division with the wife because she's wanting to get back into it before Division Two comes of out. Of course. You're like, yeah. Well, my wife goes through these spurts where she doesn't play games for a very long time, so she feels like she's completely inadequate until she plays for a few weeks. And then she realizes it's like riding a bike and she can just play yeah. it. And, yeah. Okay. Got yeah. it. Um, and she did genuinely suck the first couple days. Like, okay. Yeah. I still um, need to talk her into getting VR. Yeah, I do. I, I mean, mean, I I'm working on that slowly. 
that okay. I got I got to get a new roof before I can really convince her of that. Okay. So she just needs to come over and That's you know, play with really the true. Oculus a little bit more yeah. over at my place so that she can get sold on it. Pretty much. Okay, gotcha. Um, well, what was she playing? You had her on Beat Saber last time, right? I had her on Beat Saber, but it's only because I didn't have a whole lot of you know other things i didn't want to give you know get her into a uh you know into a movement based game because you know how movement fucks with you the first time you play in vr are you used to movement yet or you played anything with a lot of movement besides Um, teleport movement the teleport movement is is kind of my comfort zone right now uh i have played a few games that have the drive the human style Mm -hmm. movement but you can't move straight to drive the human uh no, what what my problem is is the games that have uh the games that have that type of movement. I want the three sixty view. Uh, I need room scale, you know, set up correctly, uh, to uh you know to really take advantage of it. And I have to you, you know, I'm buying a fourth. This is not really going to get that till he has a fourth sensor because there's a giant dead spot on his right side. Yeah. So there's something that got me used to it. Um, and I didn't realize it till this week. I was playing more Gorn. Uh-huh. Um, Gorn's in early access still, but the what the base part, the nuts and bolts of what's there is still fun. Um, Gorn movement lets you free move, but you expect it because you're swinging your arms. Right. Right. So you, even though it's kind of herky jerky and goofy, um, it's not bad. You get used to it. You just turn your body. And then you move your arms. Right. And then yep. you turn your body and then you move your arms. And so, like, and you can, like, do a weird, like, motion with your arms left to right, like you're doing a stupid jig. Right. And you can kind of go left and right. And you can still kind of dodge with your head. Um, yeah. It makes sense, but it's that was what got me used to free movement. And I gradually moved to free movement. And when I, when I play Gorn, I. I know exactly which corner I'm facing when I'm playing Gorn because if I turn to my right and I try to do Gorn movement, all of a sudden my freaking arm ends up up here, up over my fucking head as the controller fucking loses tracking. And when I try to move it again, I end up fucking shooting across the fucking arena because of how, you know, how the controller senses that I've hit the fucking button for Gorn movement, but the controller as far as my computer is concerned, freaks the fuck out and ends up over in the fucking opposite corner so for a second. Pulls you by the hand and jerks you across the arena. And I got to say, that experience is not very good for the tummy. <laughs> <laughs> not very good for the tummy at all. Is that, yeah. As soon as that fucking happened, the fucking headset flipped up yeah. over top of my fucking head, uh, forehead, and I'm like, oh, okay. I didn't just fucking warp. <laughs> Now, you know, um, there's a, a VR mod for Portal. <laughs> Can you yeah. imagine, like, the fucking infinite fucking Portal situation I mean, in VR? Portal Portal can almost make you sick just the way it is. Uh, I'm actually thinking about problem. trying it. We were talking about it at work. Some the One of the guys that works with us is over in uh, scheduling. Um, it's from Egypt. And he's played a lot of games, right? He has a Steam account, but for he has like really weird gaps in what he's played. He's played Half Life One, Half Life okay. Two. Okay. Never heard of Portal. Oh. I don't know what the situation is there. I have played Warcraft and Starcraft. Okay. Right. Currently plays League of Legends. 
never heard of Portal. And I was explaining what Portal is. And in the process of that, one of, me and one of the other employees figured out there was a Portal VR mod. And I was like, what? What? I was like, that's not the way you want to try Portal. First of all, you have probably haven't experienced VR. Yeah. Second of all, I cannot imagine the infinite portal well, in VR. Just that not, I'm advanced not that only would, that. That would make me fucking hurl. Not only that, but take it even beyond Portal. Could you imagine Portal 2? So <clears throat> playing with playing with someone else online because some of those infinite portals got even worse than in the original so, portal. I remember the fucking original portal where you, you know, later on in the levels, you end up shooting a portal way the fuck down and you have to basically slingshot yourself across a fucking chasm by fucking flying down and having that momentum. So you end up flying down, go through the portal, and then you're autom- you know, automatically going forward. Uh-huh. In or, VR, that would fucking like, or you have to do that very same thing, and at some point during your fall, snap turn and shoot the, shoot the wall, to launch yourself that direction. That's, that's remember that, when we first started ooh. talking about VR, and I got the PSVR. There's a yeah. a game that was on PS Plus called Rigs. That's a multiplayer sort of mech game, but there's a lot of jumping in it like a lot of jump jets that shoot you way up and then way down. And that got really uncomfortable, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't used to it. That was what I was, that's what was making me seasick when I first started playing, because it's just the free movement. in that is pretty fucking intense, especially when you're not used to it. Yeah. We're talking a year later and getting better VR gear and everything else that I'm finally in a place where that's not killing me. Yeah. Well, I'm only a couple months in, so I'm still working out my sea legs, as it were. Right. Uh, Mr. Expert Beat Sabers. Dude, I fucking love Beat Saber. Like, I I, uh, I, I downloaded a bunch of extra shit. Uh, there was uh, the Beat Saber mod community is fucking crazy. Uh, so now I've got extra platforms. I've got extra different Saber, you know, you know setups. So the Sabers themselves look different. Um, you can change the, you know, the colors of the blocks and the sabers. Oh my God. Some of the mapping on the custom songs though. God Christ. So I have gotten much, much better even since when you came over because there's a couple fucking songs that can't, you know, that have been out for a bit. Uh, and there's a, uh, the mods also have uh, playlist options, so you can go find curated playlists of songs that people yeah. have collected. Uh, and you can download the songs, and it'll be in that collection of of playlists. So you can kind of go through those. Some of those songs, I didn't. I mean, I recognized them, but I didn't didn't know that they were in Beat Saber, and they've got really fucking awesome maps to them. Like they've you've got fifty three hours logged in Beat Saber. And yeah, probably twelve of those hours is just this week. Um, yeah, it's a good workout. It, I I have tennis elbow because uh, of all the movement, but 
some of the you know some of those songs the you can really tell the good maps from the bad maps you saw some of yeah. those and the bad maps just don't flow uh, yeah like that hotel california map was that was just, sucked oh that one sucked so mad <laughs> the flow on that was horrible so the uh so the the packages that i've downloaded was uh uh was amazing songs with flow is is the actual like playlist uh name and they have uh four packages for for uh four playlists that they've curated over you know over the last you know what three quarters of a year or so yeah uh, uh as new songs come out they you know they play them on expert or expert plus to see how the flow works uh and put them in there and a lot of those songs have you know easy through expert plus so they have wide ranges so it applies to a lot of people and one of the problems that i had with beat saver is that um finding those songs on you know uh, on uh, like mod saber or you yeah. know where those places it was just hard to find because you you don't know what you're looking for uh as far as how the songs are or what the songs are well and the fact that a lot of the custom songs only had one or two difficulties right and that's where they're stuck right so so this yeah. uh so i i can't uh fuck i'm gonna i'm gonna have uh, i want to make sure i get it right you're you're not gonna be able uh, to of course not the, the wiffy is down again the wiffy is down the wiffy is down again uh, son of a bitch um, um while you're looking that up i did also and we'll talk about more when uh when justin talks about what he played this week i did download crackdown and I have spent a couple hours in it. A couple hours. Like three or four, maybe. Um, Yeah, so we'll talk about that here in a minute. Gotcha. Yeah, so but it is... that's what I did this week, just Division 2 and Crackdown. Or Division and Crackdown. Well, I'll, bounce, I'll bounce back to Rusty here in a second. I played... So I, I said that, hey, I'll play um, Crackdown this week and just kind of tell you guys what I think, especially with the price of free, right? I couldn't turn it down, and I was fucking around on Twitter, and my personal Twitter I just about never post on, right? I found this dumb picture that basically just said, it re- I'll, I'll kind of explain this, and I feel like I kind of have to at this point. Um, so the the post on Twitter I found, right, and I, I don't even want to be fucking serious about this because I wasn't serious when I posted it, but some people took this way too seriously. Um, it basically, it's a picture of a dude playing a video game and a guy behind him, um, it shows like crackdown three on a splash screen on a TV in front, right? It says these games suck, you know, and then behind him, it shows the guy saying it's just the same game from 2007. And then the next picture is quit having fun in all caps, right? So I posted this on my personal Twitter, which does not have traffic at all. Right. Um, this tweet was seen 3,300 times. And retweeted across several different people. It was commented on from everything from editors of sites to angry internet people to trolls. <laughs> um, it's it's just, it's just like for whatever reason, and I, I, nobody watches me on my personal Twitter because I post everything on our official. Um, yeah. I barely tied to the official at all. And part of that's because of where I work is sort of seen on my Twitter. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I saw all the negative shit saying, like, yeah, well, they're probably all mostly right, essentially, right? Or 
this is just another way of grandstanding and saying that like your personal opinion matters matters more than everybody else. Like I saw all sorts of different things of people getting like way too upset over a pick on Twitter. And I was thinking to myself of, well, I mean, I haven't put the game down. And I was like the general consensus so far, and I'm going to give my actual opinion on the game here in a second. I was like the general consensus so far is it was a game made in 2007. Okay. Um, so was a lot of the games I like were made in 2007, right? And there's a lot of games right now. Right now the trend is Battle Royale. I could give two fucks. Yeah. I'm not yeah. a Battle Royale guy. and never will be. I, I, nope. I may eat my words at some point, and you may call me a hypocrite at that point. But at this point, I you can check my PUBG playtime that I have uh, an hour, I think. I was just like, this is not for me. <laughs> Um, but I didn't have fun in PUBG, right? It just felt like too long risk for very little reward. And then you're just benched after that, right? Until the chicken dinner's won. So it's like, that's not really my thing. But anyways, I posted that kind of in response to a lot of the way games criticism goes. The reason I posted that is a response to watching Game reviewer after game reviewer after game reviewer basically regurgitate the same shit, right? Mm -hmm. There could be some truth to what they say, right? But I wish they wouldn't be so fucking lazy. It's uh, there's probably a lot of truth to where Anthem's at, right? But I also see a lot of the same stuff usually, um, and that can be a good indicator sometimes. But I feel like just about every major negative review dogpiles on the last negative review of anything. And I feel like it's really fucking lazy. And that was the point I was trying to make. And I think everybody missed that point. Maybe I should have made a better point or case of that. I never commented on everything because holy fuck, everybody that was on there was not somebody I knew at all or was even part of my personal fucking Twitter or knew who the fuck I was. Right. So like everything that happened with that, I was just like, this is like I just turned off Twitter notifications after a while. I was like, I don't care who retweets or likes at this point. <laughs> right. Um, but. It just went, it really shows to me, like, how charged people get over this stuff. And, like, I was just thinking to myself, like, now I see why there are trolls on the Internet. <laughs> you just now figured that and out? I, no, I like, I never <laughs> troll anybody like that on the Internet. I troll in real life, but, like, mm-hmm. it's pretty lighthearted, right? Um, like, arm wrestling, some random dude, right? <laughs> that <laughs> Just you know. needed to be brought down a peg. Yeah, just for fun, right? <laughs> like, it was just goofy fun, right? That was, right? I didn't troll that guy all the time. He trolls me back. It's It's a thing we got going. Right. Um, you know, friendly trolling, but never the, the thing with trolling on the internet is like, I get that it's so easy to get people incensed about what is not important. And I'll give you my true review of crackdown. It is 10 to $10 a game pass fun, but it is not $60 of, <laughs> of full price fun. Um, the, quack, quack, hey, mother hey, the look, quack, quack motherfucker thing is amazing. Look, what you just said is about what everybody else said as far as the reviews that it, i found online it is here, if you have if you have game pass play it here well, i think you know I, I don't always agree with them right but i was listening to those giant beast cast this week and they were kind of reflecting the same thing like hey if you have game pass this is pretty fun right um but i don't know that i pay 60 bucks for it and i think game pass it's a perfect game for game pass it is yeah and it the only reason i would review this higher if um, if there was more to do, that sounds weird in a game that's supposedly a sandbox, but the sandbox isn't that big. And I don't mind the activities. There's a lot of platforming in that game, just like there the other is. one. And I don't it, mind the platforming. The shooting is pretty fucking easy. The bosses aren't incredibly hard. 
but like you basically just do five or 10 or 12 or 20 of an objective and then the boss pops up and as you do more of the objective the easier they become right so do all the objectives for that boss whether it be climbing towers or knocking out hideouts or going through and capturing um, like railway stations or freeing people right so i do all the things and get some cool toys that go with it and then get so overpowered that like nothing stands in my skills way skills for kills baby and that's as dumb it, as that game is like it i didn't not have fun that's what that was yeah. my point like right like he, I, I, that was the true point i was trying to make yeah. was the the this game feels like the same game from 19 from 2007 rehashed and i was like okay well like kind of like that game so let me try it out right yeah. let me try it out and see what i think he, and i think like i said if you got game pass get it if it's 60 dollars, don't get it that's too much for this game here here's what i'll say <laughs> this is the same quack quack motherfucker is a great line <laughs> but, but it's only like 10 seconds of the game it is that first 10 yeah. seconds is fucking that glorious. first okay. 10 seconds is is worth the game pass right <laughs> by it by itself yeah but um, i mean terry cruz is only but, in that game i mean sure he's a character but he doesn't have that many good lines throughout the whole thing no he has good lines throughout the whole thing it's just that they're recorded pretty low and it's kind of hard to hear them so i mean yeah. that's a problem but the actual playing of the game i mainlined it i didn't mainline it out of spite i don't hate fuck stuff i really don't right <laughs> i really don't just sit there and hate fuck unless if I, it's undertale no i, I quit playing that <laughs> and then you fucking hate fucked it. no i hate fucking it would be just beating it to beat it out of spite and i did you not wouldn't want it. me you didn't want me to fucking play that game and you like fucking dog shit on that fucking game so hard that uh, that it made me but, not want to even fucking spend but, a couple dollars on but, it. But hey, Undertale's beside the point. Mm-hmm. Here's what I'll say Some about... Some people love Undertale, definitely. Here, here's what I'll say about this guy, this game. Justin's right. The map is too small. There's not enough to do. It is an average third-person platforming shooter it's... with no real innovation over the original game. No, no it really isn't. And I don't I didn't really expect what other people expected. I've seen some reviews fucking trash the ever-living fuck out of it because yeah. of the expectation. Remember, we're talk- we've been talking about managing expectations for months, right? Yes. And there was a physics engine deal where this was the game that was supposed to display the uh, power of the cloud. Right. That- right. <laughs> and it didn't do the power of the cloud, right? Okay. Um, I don't see build- buildings just demolishing. There's a really small play space that's multiplayer that you can do that with called Wrecking Room or Wrecking Crew. Yes. Um, that I haven't tried. Um, I played through the campaign, which is about what I wanted to do, and I played through in a weekend. I played through on Saturday night, Sunday, and a little bit into Monday. And I was like, all right, then I'm going to do something else. And I was like, okay. You- that was my Game Pass present this month for $10. Right. You didn't have to hour, dollars per hour yeah. you know 80 cents an hour yeah. okay cool exactly oh and i also forgot what else i did this week i did play through and beat hellblade on my first run yeah how did you feel about so don't say specifics because that game's so short but am i right about fenrir yes one of the last boss fights yes cool as hell isn't it yes did you play with headphones Hell yes. Okay, then that fight's even more epic. Hell yes. In fact, my earbuds were in my ears and my TV was completely muted. And I'm 
probably glad Chris, for your children. Crystal's, wa- Crystal's walking into the room and going, what the hell is this? I'm like, it's called Hellblade. It's all about, it's all about the <laughs> ambiance and it's freaky as fucking parts. So you're welcome. <laughs> Do you think she'd like it on easy? Maybe. Yeah, though, I think she'd have an issue with... The voices. The... The voices. Um, the the timing parts of the combat. Now, honestly, the combat's you know, not that hard. No, the okay. combat's not that hard, but she doesn't do that type of combat game a whole lot. Well, I mean, and like, they... The closest... She'll be fine. Yeah, just put it on the easiest mode and just let her get through it. Yeah. Because you can beat it in a day. Yeah. Um, But no, totally went through that on normal and, and beat it my first run through it. And that's I on did, Game Pass. I didn't even... I think I died three times. And that makes a difference on your ending, too. Yeah. So, now you understand why that was on my list the other year. Yeah. Oh, it's, totally. And I'm sure it looks good at 1080p as well. Because yeah. that's what I played it on on my PC with the fucking Titan at 1080p. Yeah. And it looked fucking amazing. I mean, really playing through it um, on on the 1S, um, it looked just as good as it did on your Titan. Uh, it probably would have looked better had the 1X actually been connected to my 4K TV and not my 1080p TV in the bedroom. That just seems backwards. Yeah, it does. It is, but uh, since Titan um, put multiple discs in the other Xbox, uh, that one is that one is staying out in the living room until Titan figures out that he's not to put discs in things. Uh, <laughs> certain things would just be locked up. Exactly. So, uh, so I don't know original- how you childproof an Xbox without putting it in a drawer. Yeah. Uh, I would engineer a way to put the Xbox in a box so that it would have sufficient ventilation and be childproofed. You bet your ass. Trust me, I thought about it. It was just simpler to put it in my bedroom. I, I'm really you glad you got. A- I'm really glad you got through Hellblade. Honestly, like that's yeah. that was one of my favorite games that year. And you know, um, I'm not always the dollars to hours kind of guy, right? Like Hellblade's just a quality experience. It's super tight. It's not real long. The puzzles aren't overly hard. The fights aren't overly hard, and it has a cool story. In fact, the uh, it's like it. It's just like here's the power of gaming and how it looks and presentation. It's almost yeah. a games as art thing, except it's actually a fun games of art project, mm-hmm. right? And makes some good points about mental illness. So, uh, like, Hellblade is just fucking awesome. Yeah. The uh, the only part I really had uh, had a difficulty with, um. The three times I died were in straight combat, but the part I had difficulty with was uh, uh, one of the uh, uh, the shrines or the pillars, the um, the blind one. Oh, did you get lost? I got lost on many occasions. Yeah, well, it's it's basically like a barrow mound mm-hmm. that you go in, and it's very dark, um, and a lot of the rooms look the same. Oh no, not that one. I'm talking about the blackout one. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah. 
It's this it, is one of those things that you want to be vague about. If you haven't played Hellblade, you'll understand why we don't want to talk too much about it. Just know that the main character um, has a mental illness and she's got voices in her head and she uh, carries her boyfriend's head on and belt. she's carrying her boyfriend's head to you know and she talks to hell him. to regain his soul yeah it's it's kind of touching it's yeah. kind of sad yeah like it's done in a way like it, it sounds super cheesy when you would just say that out loud right mm-hmm. but in presentation and how it does it and how it actually directs the game there's a lot of fmv in that game there is um that's kind of like screened over the gameplay sometimes and so like it looks the game nearly looks photorealistic to begin with like it definitely hits the uncanny valley um but not in a way that's uncomfortable because it still looks natural enough and then they added fmv just makes it that much yeah. that that much higher so like, than fidelity like it's just there it's on there are level. parts where she'll have visions and the person talking to her in the visions is the fmv yeah it's so, one of the people from lord of the rings isn't it uh it's two different actors both were have minor parts in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, not they were like the one of them's one of the writers of Rohan. Yes, um, one of the main ones. I can't remember yeah. which one. And then the other one is uh, uh, one of the one of the Knights of Gondor that had a few lines, but like not major. Yeah, super minor roles. But um, I didn't realize both of them were from Lord of the Rings. That's kind of crazy. But in fact, it it took me it took me a couple of those scenes to realize that those were actually live video fmv and not rendered because like, of how well the game looks. because of how well the game is rendered it actually took me a couple of those videos they, to realize that they do some crazy things with lighting in that game um i think it's one of those games that in hdr because of how dark some of the scenes are yeah. would actually benefit from the hdr because it would just add that much more of a sense of black i'm going to be playing this game I'm going to be replaying this game. You know it's in VR? But I'm going to play it in VR. That's on my list for Monday. So and that is... Actually, that's that going to be intense as fucking that, VR. <laughs> it would be. But the way that game is set up, that actually would work very well in VR. Yes. is it? It's not first person, though. It's third person, right? I don't know. I, uh, re- I downloaded the patch. So if you own it on PC, it's just got a free VR patch. Right. Which I, I was like, what? I don't, I don't know, but I saw it. I uh, saw it pop up, and I said, you know what? This would be a game to play in VR. And if it is in first person, because the game is, you, you know, the you game don't is necessarily in first need person, that game to so be in for in third person. If, if there are small parts of it that sa- that are kind of done from her perspective, but mostly right. it's in third person. So, okay, but if it is in first person. That would still work out. I just don't yeah. know how you swing. I guess if, if everything's controller moved. Well, I mean, if hey, I'm going to tell you right now, so if, the so the combat is basically it's a very simple combo system. Is you know, as the combat is you know is set up in right, such a way, but, but it's really keyed on parry and dodge roll. So, I, it'd be interesting to see how they do it, and that, and yeah. I'm and I want to see how they do it. Uh, it's not that you can't do a third-person game in VR because that's been done. But well, let's um, see if we can find some gameplay of it. You know, I, I would, I'd be interested to see that. And if it is in first-person view, that would be, it wouldn't be too bad. And, you know, honestly, I don't think it would be too bad. Just the movement would probably suck the most, and 
there's not a whole lot of combat scenes, but the combat is, like you said, really dependent on, you know, uh, making, you know, use of the, the rune uh, on her belt. Yep. And uh, now I would say it, the first two times I died were because I didn't realize the whole room thing the, the, on the her warning. belt. Yeah. Yeah. And um, once I figured that out. Right. It was pretty easy after that. Combat became so simplistic after that. I was like, right. You know what? But I mean, I'm a badass. But consider how many times those fucking enemies sneak up on you. Yeah. You know, and. Oh, you definitely have to have headphones on and listen to the voices in in her head. Right. Because if not, you like, will. They're behind you. You will. And you will get killed just from a surprise attack. Watch out. Yeah. Uh, you know, those those little those little cues are are key to the game. It's like her other psyches are actually, you know, they're they're there to kind of put her down in a way, but also there to help her. It's weird. So, hey, what's uh, up, everyone? Sorry. Yay. Um, I don't know. I, I'd like to see it, uh, and I'm and I'm planning on playing it, you know, again in VR. And uh, so the VR is still in third person. Okay. Well, it's still fine. Uh, that would kind of help with the whole uh, movement thing, I think. You know, like the so motion here and the is, standard v- camera view follows is, her from behind, but there's also a tabletop style camera that aims down from the sky that makes look her look like a miniature. Yeah, and a giant style camera that puts you at her ankles looking up. That's weird. Okay. Okay, I I can see that. I mean, there's. There's a bunch, a bunch of different things. That I you mean, can do this guy it. is actually playing it on Oculus with the Oculus touch controllers. Mm-hmm. I mean, the t- the touch controllers are fully functional controllers. You just have to kind of get used to where the buttons are. Yeah, but I'm saying this is this is one where you think maybe you'd use a regular control, yeah. and no, he's using the touch controllers, and it looks like it's working just fine. Mm-hmm. I mean, the touch controllers actually have all the same buttons. I mean, spread over the two yeah. controllers, they still have all the same buttons. You know, instead of having the shoulder buttons, you just have the grip buttons. So, you know, the grip buttons work very well as shoulder buttons. You use the same, you know, same yeah. style of gameplay. Um, though I will say, uh, if I play back through it, because I did the fire level first, I will definitely reverse that next time. I did the fire level first too, so I understand. Um, because I felt, I felt like after I beat that one and I go through, go through the other guardians level, the other guardians level was so much easier than the fire one that. Right. You went the hard path first. Yeah. Totally did the hard path but first. The, the 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 fire level does it's. I mean, it's pretty amazing. The other uh, other level was more of a illusion based. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, once you get through that, it's you know, you you start to see the gimmick. <laughs> yeah, there's a. I'm sorry, I've been a little bit detached for just a second. I was just really curious. Um, recommended specs for VR play is a 1080, but 
people are playing it on as low as a 970 in VR. Yeah, well, the it scales pretty well. But the reviewer was just saying that it's probably the best-looking VR yeah, game he's ever played. I'd say know. on the 970, you're probably not going to have a lot of, like, the the particle effects, like leaves blowing in the wind, right. shit like that. You turn it down. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I've got my, my card tweaked uh, and my uh, Oculus tweaked so that I can get, you know, super sampling and, you know, and all kinds of stuff with uh, with games. Uh, if you have an Oculus Rift, there is a Oculus tray tool that you can download. Uh, it is a GitHub, you know, style, you know, unsigned application. So it's, you know. But yeah, I got to say, but... I mean, I played Hellblade just because it was on Game Pass, but. You should play Hellblade regardless of what you You should. Have. Yeah, it, that is totally worth the purchase. Yes. Yeah, if you don't have Game Pass, um, I would definitely just buy it. It's. It, it's regularly on sale. Um, you know, it's, it, it is a great experience, and it is a great experience that if you set it down for for a couple weeks, you could totally go back to it and really enjoy it and find something new out of it well, that you didn't get before. And take your time with it. I mean, sure, it's a yeah. short game, but there's a lot to see. There is. Uh, and like I said, just the environment and the ambiance is just I mean, it's great. It's, it's great. It it is probably the most atmospheric game. It's the best play. Uh, it's the best tech demo I've ever played. It is. It, it really it is. is the most it's atmospheric a, game I've ever played. It's the game that I'm going to try in 4K when I get the new card. Right. So you get a new card. I mean, yeah, I found a card on eBay. I finally threw something down on a credit card, which oh, I don't normally yeah. do, but. After getting frustrated with the VR a little bit with having to tweak so much, um, I and sick of hearing the card whine at maximum volume, <laughs> um, I decided that now is the time. I'm going to do it. I went and I looked for, um, I looked on eBay, right? Like that's usually you're thinking used. I didn't go used. I went with a brand new card on eBay. It's a 1070. Okay. And I got for $294. Well, that's not bad. No, it's not a bad price at all. I was looking for 1080s to see if they dropped yet. I'm not patient enough to wait till this summer when they're probably $400. Yeah, still, I mean, it's, that's still kind of pricey. I mean, and, I'm experienced enough right now with overclocking that I will get plenty of headroom out of what I got, especially if I've gotten the headroom out I have out of Trent's card without pushing it to shutting down. Like, I feel like I'm going to try stock settings and see how we're doing. Yeah. And then if stock settings are still not quite where I want it to go, then I will try overclocking. But I don't think that I'll need to affect. You did research for me. Yeah. I went through and was looking at it, and I was like, at least a 30% boost. And you're like, oh, I it's think you're probably going to get about a 50%. It's a 50% increase over what you've got, the 1070 versus the 970. That's a pretty significant increase. Right. Um, mine will do a handful of games in 4K, which is really pushing the fuck out of it. But having that extra headroom is something I need. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing a lot of people play us uh, Hellblade in a uh, third person. I'm really curious um, about what it looks like. I guess this came out on my birthday, on July 31st. I didn't know it released in VR, but I didn't have a headset for it. Um, you know, not the review scores mean that much, but Metacritic has it at an 87 for VR. Uh, the VR, yeah, that's probably right. 
Um, I would say, honestly, if you want a good experience after you get that fourth sensor, you should try Super Hot. Oh, yeah. So that was another one of the games that I was I was looking at. I mean, Super Hot's been out for a bit, but um, I haven't picked it up, but uh, it's fairly cheap. Honestly, the you know Super Hot's not not super expensive. It's um, super fun. It's <laughs> I, I, I'm super into it. Uh, <laughs> super have it for PSVR. Uh, I've played through a significant amount of it on PSVR, and I liked it on there. Um, I I'm doing Steam family sharing and have it through a buddy's account, and I've haven't played it on Steam yet because I haven't wanted to jump into it yet. But I will tell you without a doubt that it is the coolest Matrix experiment in VR right now. Right. I need you to play Robo Recall. <laughs> uh, if it'll go, was it like thirty bucks? Yeah. Or you could just come over and you know play a little bit. I will. Of it. I would. I almost started with Revive the other day. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, no, I don't need to spend any money on Oculus Store right now. But I was. I got Revive loaded now. Okay. I've been in a mod space lately. Um, I get into these parts where I want to try something new and nothing else appeals to me and I get really narrow focused on things. And I told you guys I beat Mechanicus, which was a turn-based game. I mm-hmm. Everybody should know at this point, I love turn-based games if they have cool things and I can make my characters change and evolve and get new things. Yes. Um, so if Battletech wasn't enough at 100 and something odd hours or 200 220 hours or some shit the last I saw. Yeah. Again, my number one game of last year. Hey. You, know, um, you keep track of my Warframe play uh, playtime. I keep track of your fucking BattleTech playtime. It's it's it a com- but I don't spend any extra money on it. Mm, you're right. <laughs> Fuck off. I don't play Warframe anymore. I will say I've spent eighty dollars on it, and I've gotten way more mileage out of it than I expected. Well, I, I like the Hairbrain Schemes games in general. I like the Shadowrun games pretty much. Right. Um, played through each of them a couple times. Um, but it was a little bit tactics light, um, much more so than some of the other games. I, when I started playing the first one, I was coming off playing Wasteland, which was pretty tactics heavy, mm-hmm. and XCOM, and so it was kind of a filler. And I liked the story and the sub-class stuff that you could do, the mixed-class stuff you could do. But it never quite did it well enough for me. I like the, if you can find the Shadowrun games, if you're a fan of Shadowrun or not, just like turn-based games are cool, but... They don't touch XCOM 2, and they don't touch Battletech. Right. Those right now are my two favorite, bar none. Bar none. <laughs> Even more than Wasteland it. 2. Wasteland 2 is the third. Yeah, Wasteland 2 is still fun, though. I'm, Wasteland 2 is very good. Yeah. But there's a little bit more, there's a lot less randomness in Wasteland 2. So the, True. I mean, it's because, it's, because it's a story, right? You can replay the story. I know kind of what to expect, and I would probably play through it again. The thing about XCOM... And Battletech is the rogue light element in both of those. And the gameplay loop is fun and addictive if you like that kind of thing. And however, there is a mod called Rogue Tech. Uh, of um, course there is. Rogue Tech is Of course there is. Rogue Tech is expanding on that roguelite experience and adding a bunch of lore friendly variants to all the chassis. So Battletech in general has about thirty mechs. Thirty right? Including the DLC ones. And that's enough. Generally, I thought that was enough, and I haven't even gotten all the original vanilla ones, but... Oh my god. Rogue Rogue Tech adds 90 more. 90 more? And then each of those usually has three or four variants in the chassis. It takes 
I don't know if it takes everything from a tabletop game, but literally everything around the same area of time in that universe for Battletech Ooh. is included. And they're all <sighs> lore they're all lore friendly, meaning that they don't go anything crazy, and they're all game friendly too. So apparently like the Atlas has rear facing guns on the tabletop. Mm -hmm. It doesn't allow rear facing guns because the game doesn't have a way of doing that. Like and the game's all about facing. So it does all of that. It places it does the turn order and order of initiative. Let the base initiative on that game, and it, to understand initiative, initiative's turn order, right? If you've played Final Fantasy, right? I'll give that. You, yeah, initiative is, uh, <laughs> yes. If you played any RPG, you pretty much know what initiative is. Right, so everybody has an initiative score, and the higher the initiative score, the earlier in the turn order you can go, and sometimes you can go twice as often as others, right? So reserving the base game, there are four phases. It was light mediums heavy assault is the way they did their initiative and everybody was lumped together in each one of those and you'd go back and forth between you and the opponent if there were four things in the two phase two of the turn then you went back and forth because this does it in order of initiative it there's a random roll that's in there if you guys are the same initiative but it when you reserve you like double your initiative at the end of that phase so, and it doesn't list the initiative of everybody else. You just know that you're higher and the closer you get to mechs based on your sensor build in your mech, then you see their initiative scores. It also does a weird things oh. with um, the electronic countermeasures and all sorts of extra stuff. So all the debuffs play a much bigger role. Um, if you have uh, electronic countermeasures installed on a mech, the hit chance to that particular mech is drastically lowered. And it carries basically a bubble field around it, so you can use it like a buff to your characters. Right. There's also weapons that increase your two-hit score against other mechs. So there's like a tag laser that mm -hmm. there is a, it's called a narc that you hit them with. You hit them with the narc missile, it does one damage, but yep. then it increases your aim. Yep. And so it forces you to have a support mech. Um, heat plays a bigger role in this, so you can overheat, but every time you overheat, you have a chance to explode your ammo which is what happens and then if you completely overheat you shut down and can't explode ammo and then everything is a cold shot on you right while you restart and you're thrown to the lowest initiative goal in the whole phase right um but the amount of weapon and ammo variance now is drastically increased there used to be i'm going to list out this is the easiest one for me to say this is lasers right because right. there's not as many but with lasers you had a medium laser with several different variants you had a large laser, a PPC, and now that I've really thought about it, you had a large pulse and a medium pulse laser, and that meant they shot multiple times. Right. But they didn't hit multiple times. It just increased their accuracy. So in this game, I have a commando, which is a tiny mech, right? And this was on one of the random rolls I got when I started the game. The commando has six small lasers, and they're not support weapons. They are just part of the laser package, and they're all variable speed lasers, which means I can click on a modifier on my mech while I'm aiming and choose how many times it shoots, and it reduces the accuracy by a certain percentage every time. Mm -hmm. But they can shoot three times each. So they might hit for 15 damage, but they hit for 15 damage three times each, and I have four of them. What? Right. So that little bitty <laughs> that little bitty mech with little small lasers turns into a shotgun, and it's great. And all the lasers now do stability damage, and I'm gonna 
if I go too far down this rabbit hole, you'll have no fucking clue right. that I'm talking about, right? But the long short of it is, is they've added a ton of weapons. I don't know the total count, but I will say with lasers, there's at least 30 variants of lasers now, and that's one weapon class. So they've... So you play, the way you play is you play brawler with brawler attachments. You play tank. You play one long range assault. And you play scout with disabling stuff or scout with backstab. So you you play it like a rogue in a standard tabletop. Mm-hmm. They tag, make things easier to see. You go in and hit with your melee, which also increases because it decreases some uh, stat called stability, makes it easier to hit now, which is another thing. Mm-hmm. And then you launch the assault from the long range guys or the other guys. And you shoot your long range missiles and bug them. And you guys saw me playing mm-hmm. through a half skull mission, which you is had, normally the easiest mission. But I was you had doing one good. long range missile package, and you had a medium range missile package, like a you know salvo uh, that I saw you were you were firing. Yeah, it's I've, fun. I've it's really played, fun. I, I played and I've battle, got uh, yeah. I've I haven't played this game. It's been it's been staring at me because I mean. I have access to it so that I can at least try it out. Um, but yeah, it, I I fear that I might fall down the same rabbit hole that you have. And I'm at a point now after playing fucking what, like five or six months worth of Warframe <coughs> that I kind of want to catch up on a bunch of shit. No, I don't blame you. I it, Rogue Tech is for me. I've finished the campaign, right? Right. I finished the skirmishes for the flashpoint there's not a new dlc coming out to the summer so i went ahead and installed rogue tech and mods for BattleTech. um i'll go through the quick overview it's super easy this is how easy it is you go to the mod nexus download the community assets bundle it itself installs and then if you want rogue tech you then download that which is another two gigs and then it self installs <laughs> they're both of these are two gigs and they expand out to multiple gigs so my folder went from like 27 gigs to, I want to say, 40 gigs. Hey. Let me, but I also have Hydropane Herald as my main character now <laughs> in, a, in a mech helmet. And I think that's pretty. It adds some some goofy portraits, too. Right. I saw that, and I was like, this is a really hard version of this game. And I have it tuned to easier than the normal variant. The normal variant, I think you really should play this on. If you decide to play Rogue Tech and you are feel like you're really good with Battletech, the normal version of Rogue Take will eat your asshole. It is <laughs> hard as fuck. It this is, is a guy you know coming out for 200 hours for, uh, playing this game. He knows the fucking systems and knows how it works. And he says, this shit will eat your asshole. And okay. I'm not the guy that goes and just like does basically the guard and just salvos everything. Like I do use tactics, but there are debuffs to hiding in the trees. There are debuffs to indirect fire. There are debuffs to all these things. So the easiest thing is to, like, and it like you're not my pilots are nowhere good enough or nowhere close to good enough to even worry about being able to hit shit. So I've just been loading them up every time I scrap shit. I'm loading them up with weapons that fire multiple times, so I have a chance to fucking hit anything. But there's to its credit, the medium range missile package or the default one is thirty missiles and a salvo, and you can fit it on most mechs. So that's your shotgun right there. Right. So, but there's just so much on it. It's so fucking cool. Yes. Play it on baby mode if you're even a little bit interested. But 
It's not the not most popular mod out there right now. It's the most popular mod for BattleTech, but BattleTech, by virtue of what it is, is a medium selling game because it's a paradox game. And this mod has probably had about fifteen hundred downloads. Um, there's a popular stream. If you look for Rogue Tech videos, there's a popular German streaming streamer that streams it a lot. Uh -huh. You can kind of check out what he does. Pretty entertaining. He's the only guy streaming Battle Rogue Tech. You see a guy that has like 140 Rogue Tech videos. That's who I'm talking about. He's got a really long beard and he talks with a very German accent. He's very entertaining. Right. Um, he also plays Mech Warrior online a lot. But Mech Warrior, yeah. See, in fact, it's this easy to find. Let me see Rogue Tech. Mech Warrior was the you know was the thing that introduced me to this whole fucking thing, right? So you know I played Mech Warrior back on the fucking Super Nintendo. If if you guys remember that shit, um, and then uh, you know that was kind of the benchmark for games for a while ba in the nineties. Baradul, B A R A D U L. Okay, he's got thirty four thousand subs. Not super popular. I enjoy the fuck out of him. Oh, check him out, guys. When I'm out of podcasts, I watch him play Battletech. I used to do that shit too. Like um when I was when I was uh playing Factorio a lot, you know, um I would find, you know, uh YouTube videos of people who just basically do a you know, an episodic playthrough. Like they'll make thirty or forty minute videos of this is what I'm doing today. Uh and I will let that shit fucking play while I'm playing. And they'll come up and say, this is, this is something that I've run into. This is a situation that I've run into. Like I need this type of resource. This is how I'm going to try to get it. And I'm like, Oh fuck, that's a really good idea. I, Let me try I was, that. you know, and he was doing the same thing. What I recommend, and this is going to sound crazy because the load times in that game are kind of long as you guys were seeing. They're about a minute. Right. Um, and then loading into a mission is about two minutes. But when you first start, you get a random loadout, reading a random group of lances do it a few times until you get somebody that's a good melee or has a good loadout on weapons. It's worth doing it. And each of the different houses or starting points you pick also picks the types of weapons you get. Mm -hmm. If you look at the Rogue Tech actual page on there, there's a guide under the something there, right, that shows like what typical loadouts you get from each starting system. And you want pulse lasers or you want something heavy melee. Pulse lasers have an increased chance to hit because they hit three times in this. So that's a good thing to have on a spotter because they can increase your chance to hit for the whole lance um, with having something loaded up with medium lasers. So right. it's your spotter that kind of tags the enemy and then everybody else can start whittling away at it. Yeah. Anyways, but yeah, all that aside, um, I put another... 15 hours over the last few days of working a shitload of work and then coming home and just beating shit up or beating myself up. I have the starting lance I want now. Awesome. Um, I will say one more thing that I just thought was funny. <laughs> so there's a mech that I got one of my starting lances and I can't remember the name of it, but it said essentially this is a farm bot that's been mod modified and the way that they described it is essentially as like somebody in their farm truck decided to arm it up. Uh, um, it is a shit mech with a, basically a potato gun and a switchblade. Um, it has a pipe rifle on it that does 30 damage with no chance to crit. And it literally has a switchblade on the other side. So it's a, when you look at the arm, it's got like a blade coming past the hand uh -huh. that does like an extra 20 damage. That's all the mech is. It's just a, a re, like 
an R2-D2 with legs, <laughs> and a switchblade on one side. Nice. But just that kind of shit. Like, it's just or, or that, the, much, that much variety. Or the Goss gun that, you know, that fires fucking forks. Yeah, there is a one that's called a Silver Fork Gauss gun, and that it shoots a shotgun blast of Gauss ammo over a medium distance, and it shoots, like, nine times for anywhere from, uh, what is it? It's an 11-point variance from, like, seven to 20, uh, what was that, 26? Right. No, seven to 16. Right. Right. But, but each shot times seven. Right. So if all of, none of them, not all of them hit most of the time. But it's a guaranteed hit of something, which increases stability damage, which gives right. you a chance to hit with everything else. I had a hunchback loaded up with it, which was cool. So, you know, shooting forks. Shooting forks. I, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm stuck on the whole fork thing. Uh, but yeah, oh, fucking anything that, I, I'm, I'm cool with this. And the, and the reason why is, is um, there's you know, no, Battletech it, is like, what, 30, you know, 30 bucks. Right. I think at normal price. Oh, it's, it's on a free bucks. play weekend right now, and you can play it, and for it's forty percent off right now. Right. So by the time the episode goes up, it already be gone. Yeah, but you know, it, so, but it goes on. It goes on sale fairly regularly. It's like the Par- third or fourth sale. I've seen it. Paradox does this a lot. Like Paradox, if you're a guy that likes strategy games, Paradox does a really good job. Another one of my favorite games that didn't make it in that top three was Endless Legend, which uh, is a roguelike stop time type game of tower defense um that's also a paradox game um what is it uh dungeon of the endless i think that's what that's called yes i love that game i have it on i have it on my tablet i have it on my and i have it on my pc and i have put a shitload of hours in it yep i couldn't get quite into it but i understand the uh, the appeal of it battletech definitely has you know, as my eye, so I'll, I'll probably put some time into it. I just, I just don't want to go down the rabbit hole. But I'm like, uh, but to the point of your mods, any time that you can add a mod to a game that you've purchased and it increases the play time by twice or three times the length of the original game, that is completely worth it. There's even a vert a variant of it that you can install. So I could go back and reinstall the mod again. Right. And you can, this is how easy it is. It gives you a whole bunch of options. You double click it and it says patch game. So I can change it to the other version. Now it's not going to, my save games aren't going to carry over when I do that. But I could do that if I wanted to and patch the game over with the vanilla variant, which lets you go through the campaign with Rogue Tech rules. Um, And the game's already, if you play through the campaign, you're playing story missions. And the only one that has a timer is once you start the final mission, you're locked in. Right. Um, and a couple missions before the final mission, it locks you in a certain star system. But up until that point, you can branch out and do anything you want and then finally go back to story missions. And that's what you did because you basically wrung the shit out of the campaign as long as you could. Yeah, and then I just realized that you were... the skirmish mode let me do the same thing, and I was like, okay, well, that's cool. I might as well finish it, right? Right. And then now that I've got a variant that literally will let me play years on end if I wanted to just collecting shit, which I'm never going to collect everything, that will be my that will be my PB and J of 2019. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, but you know, just the the idea of uh, of mods. I mean, we've talked about modding games for fucking years. I mean, don't get him started on fucking how many mods he runs on Skyrim, right? Uh, but you know. That bring kind of brings me back to what I was talking about for Beat Saber. If you just to go buy Beat Saber, like if you pur- purchased it for P- uh, PSVR, 
I, I feel bad for you because you really don't have a whole lot of options. I mean, you've got, what, fucking 12 songs, 11 songs, something like that. Yeah. Uh, and you don't have the option to mod. But, you know, playing it on PC, the first fucking thing I did was mod that game. You know, because that's what you do to that game to increase its play value by fucking thousands of percent. Yep. Um, you know, because the songs that you get for it, they're not bad, but they're not... In, they're not, you know, uh, recognizable. You know, they're not big name songs. You know, you, you don't get to play fucking ZZ Top or fucking ACDC or, you know, some other shit. So while while uh, while we were talking about this, it is Mod Saber that you go to uh, and you download. They have an installer for Mod Saber. And Mod Saber is just one package. Download that. And, you know, you load it up and from the, from the window that pops up, you pick and choose what mods you want to install. And then I just really like that it's in game. And and that this is the thing. Once you put, once you pick and choose the stuff that you install, you hit install. It patches the game It makes sure the game's up to date, make sure all the mods are up to date. And you don't have to run that you know, that thing again unless you need to add new mods. Have you tried it in game? Yes, and once it, you once you put uh, once you do that in game, once you do that one uh, one install from Mod Saver's uh, application, you go into game and you have all of those options in game. You don't have to exit the game to actually change your savers or the platform or anything. Yeah, it's super cool because it's like, oh, I might like that song. 20 right. seconds later, I have that song. Right. And then, you know. If I don't want it, I can uninstall it inside the fucking game. Yeah, you can delete yep. it from the game. You Which can, is crazy. You can go through and you can check all of the different, um, you know, the playlist options where they curate lists of games for you. You can you can look at all the different playlists that are put up on, uh, you know, on the Mod Saber site. And they, um, uh, they, you know, they keep the stuff updated. You know, there's, there's a, a fairly large community of modders that just came together to put this all under one thing so it's so simple to use if you have beat saber on pc this is the mod that you need because this has everything um and it allows you to download the songs right in game uh it doesn't let you preview the songs which kind of sucks but i mean if you go to uh if you go to mod saber and you look at you know if you're looking for songs on the mod saber website i found this really cool you can look at the song, and then what it'll do is it'll play the song, but it'll also pull up a window of a virtual, you know, block layout, like the you know the beat map layout. So you can kind of see where the block uh, the the beat map is set up on the website, so that you can kind of figure out, hey, this is the the moves. So you don't have to actually see it in game. You can you can kind of say, how oh, that's a really cool pattern. You know, I want to play this because the pattern's cool. So, check the website out. It's a really, really good website. You know, I'm there's a. I think that was one of the things I was showing you when I first showed you Mod Saber. Was at this point you guys know I like FX Twin a lot. And there's a song called Flim, and it has this very rotational pattern with the swords that feels pretty natural, even though it's difficult. Mm-hmm. And it's just fun to hit things in the order it wants you to hit things, and it kind of repeats itself in this weird circular pattern and i just like it yeah there's there's a uh, a butt ton of songs in there that have really good flow 
that that's the that's the only descriptor that I can give is that it's got good flow. Like when you know, and to you know, to try to try to describe flow is if you play Beat Saber, of course you you have two sabers in your hand, uh, and if you are slashing down on a uh, on a blue block the the most natural motion for the next block will be either an up or to the side or to an, uh to the uh to the right at an angle so if you're going down the next part is going to be coming up so uh if you have songs that have a bunch of just down hits like you're playing drums yeah, uh, it's it feels not quite as natural as having a down than an up swipe or a down and a, a side swipe, uh, and songs that understand that kind of that kind of flow, where your uh, or your hands may be doing two different things, but they follow that same principle means that you don't necessarily need to think about how the blocks are arranged, like where the, right. where the arrows are arranged, because you can kind of mentally know that your next swipe is going to be an up or a right. Yep. Uh, and, of course, to ramp up the difficulty, you can do an up and a left. Or uh, or you can have a down block, and then you have to shift your, uh, your arm left or right to go to the next up block. But that's the, you know, that's where the you know, we have a kind of a, like a rotational setup for your, uh, uh, for your swipes in that game. It's either going to be clockwise, counterclockwise, or, you know, or left to right or something like that. And that kind of flow makes it really fun to play. So fun to play. In fact, thinking about it and I want to fucking play the game again. It's crazy. I'm super addicted to Beat Saber. This is ADD kicking in again, but <laughs> so I've been really, really proud of myself for sticking with Bowflex, right? Right. And then my cousin posts this. I'll just, I'll show you guys and I'll narrate for the, for the listeners, right? There's my cousin. He's the same. He's about a year older than me. That's uh, 600 pounds. Uh, yeah. Uh, this uh, is ridiculous. Uh, uh, and I'm going to tell you the point where, where everything would bust. Yeah, uh, it's, it's 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 coming up really soon. He's, he's lifting. And he's, he's, he's getting he's get, lifting six hundred pounds. Right, he has bent down and picked this up. Three, two, he just one, stood. and there goes my nuts. The, my nuts would come right up my asshole, <laughs> and that's where I have a hernia. <laughs> he's wearing a weight belt. <laughs> it, it doesn't matter. They just <laughs> holy shit. <laughs> Damn it, Matt! You make me feel like I suck all the time. <laughs> I would, I, I would, I would put my hands on the thing, give it some up force, and then my insides would be my outsides. <laughs> it would just it'd be pretty bad. much. I would turn myself inside out trying. More power to you, man. I feel like uh, I feel an thirty-seven years old and lifting six hundred pounds. That's crazy, man. That's can, insane. This is the mountain. Uh, he's not that tall, but holy shit, he is. He's he's in the one percent of people in the state that can lift weight like that. Right. So how how high and how far can he throw a keg over his head? Well, he he doesn't drink like. No, no, no. I'm I'm, ta- I'm talking like fucking the strongman contest is 
I don't know. I, he probably needs to try it out. Yeah. Like, he just does this in his spare time. It's his hobby is just... Okay. Well, I mean, look up some shit online is, is about having keg mil- tossing in Millions of children and having, having uh, the strength of three men. Well, I should have had him you have that many children, you can't have to have the strength of three men just he to would keep just up. just lift that with one hand and just walk through like, what? This wasn't this isn't heavy. This isn't this isn't heavy at all. You I need wonder that if people, just to carry the groceries to the car. I need to. I was about. I was thinking the same thing. Like, how many times have you been like, I'm not taking two trips, <laughs> right? And I park in the garage, right? I don't take two trips, and I have to go up a flight of fucking steps. So you're I, gonna look like like you're just. At, I pick up the twenty bags too. Yeah, I. I I, I uh, have frozen vegetables and meat. That's pretty much most of what I have it is. an arrangement of the fucking, you know, the the blue fucking Walmart bags that I could get for super. Yeah, you duper can cheap. you can link it up all the way past your elbow. Oh, and yeah, still I throw it. that shit up over my fucking shoulders. Then you have yeah. weird lines in your arms and you have to kind of explain what it is. Doesn't matter. It's Doesn't like matter to me. it's like tiger stripes of pain. Like it's just the last time I you know, get into this before we'll really take a break real quick but i i, I bought the fucking uh the those reusable bags the blue bags because i would do the i'm only gonna take one trip thing too often with the plastic bags to the point where i had maybe a hundred pounds worth of bags in one hand and once all of those uh those bags sit in a crease in your freaking knuckles I cut off the circulation in my pinky and it didn't come back for fucking like a week. I thought I was going to lose my pinky. Over carrying Walmart because, bags. Because fucking carrying my grocery bags and I was just refusing to make another fucking trip. So I said, you know what? I want to up the game. Did, did you play anything other than Beat Saber? Mm, uh, I played Metro Exodus. Um, yeah, that yeah, was the so, one I wanted to hear about. So Metro Exodus, let's see. The Metro Exodus is, I, I'm not done with it. Uh, from what I understand, it's about a 25 hour ish game or so. Uh, so you the, can the other ones were too. Yeah, and and you can get through it fairly quickly. What I've found of Metro Exodus, uh, last time I talked about it, I was in the first swamp area, like the first story area. Uh, and, uh, I noticed that there was some things that you could do that kind of, I don't know, uh, affected the story in at least a small way. I haven't seen it quite yet, but, um, uh, like if you are, uh, a fucking murderous prick and you fucking just kill anything that has two or four legs or more, uh, you just kill anything that you see, uh, it can cause a negative effect on the game. Uh, as far as like the story and the ending, you know, people will see you as a dick, uh, because you, you killed some fucking random fisherman or some bullshit, right? There are points in that game where you can holster your weapon and actually talk to people who would normally be, you know, aggressive towards you if you had your weapon out. So if you have, if you play this game, know where your holster button is so that you can kind of holster your weapon and see what's, if you can get past things. What's the holster button? I think it's H. I mean, oh, you're uh, obviously. Yeah, so, but I mapped it to my my uh, a mouse button so that when I come up to somebody, I can just, right. you know, press a button on my mouse and it holsters the gun to see whether or not they're, 
you know, their enemies and you can kind of tell, but not always like some, some of the, uh, there's a, there's a class of enemy called the paladins, uh, in this area. Uh, and, uh, I walked up to, you know, basically they were standing around a barrel, uh, you know, like a fire barrel. Yeah. Uh, and I holstered the weapon and I kind of, you know, I kind of sauntered up to them and they're like, well, we think, you know, you look very much like a heretic, but because you are not overtly threatening us, we'll talk with you for a second. And then, you know, we'll talk for a second and then they're like, well, have a fucking great day. Bye. You know, <laughs> and I didn't have to kill them people, you know. So you can avoid conflict in, you know, in different ways in this game, which I thought was fairly, fairly neat. And you can't really uh, avoid monster conflict, you know, but there's no negatives for killing monsters, really. Right. It's, you want to try to reduce the amount of human conflict that you have as much as possible, because that will have a, uh, that just has a negative effect on everybody in your party and, you know, how you're viewed or how your, uh, how your whole group of people is viewed as you move along in the story. Um, I've gotten to the desert area, which, uh, you know, I'm trying to be as non-spoilery as possible because the game is very much a story. Um, and I noticed that it does open up quite a bit and I've, and I realize where most people have their, um, their gripes about how the open world areas of this game kind of are uh, lackluster to, you know, to put it mildly, you know, so the open areas are basically just conduits to get to the, you know, to the corridor areas that you want to get to, you know, where Metro is at its strongest is a, you know, is a corridor mission, you know, you go through a tunnel or go through a set of things that only has one direction until you get through it linearly and then you're done with it. Um, when it opens up into the open world, it kind of gives you an option to kind of do these little miniature uh, run-throughs of an area that's very linear. It gets you to from point A to point B. And normally at the end of that, you get like a weapon mod or a different kind of weapon or something for your suit or an upgrade or some kind of uh, little thing that will be useful in that area, but you kind of have to go back to a weapon bench to apply it. Right. So there's a lot of go out and do this little thing and then go back and find a weapon bench so that you can apply it so that you could use it for the next area. A lot of back and forth between, you know, your train and where you're going, or if you know where a weapon bench is going to that point, uh, there isn't any fast traveling in this area. So you, if you need to go from point A to point B, you have to hoof it or get into a fucking vehicle. If there's one available, um, uh, the day night cycle does affect how, you know, how enemies, you know, work. So at night, most of the, you know, there won't be any roving bands of bandits, but there'll be a lot more monsters out at night. Uh, and sometimes different monsters sense. are out at night. Uh, and during the day, of course, trying to infiltrate a human settlement or a bandit outpost during the day is harder because you can't really use your stealth because it's bright outside. Right. Uh, and, it, you know, Metro is very much using the bright versus not bright style of stealth 
So as long as you stay in the shadows, you could basically come up and tickle somebody's ass and they wouldn't they wouldn't know you're there, which kind of kind of speaks to the AI a little bit. I know there was a, uh, a point in the story where I was going through a very packed area of enemies and shot not one fucking bullet and was able to sneak past fucking like 50 or 60 fucking enemies and I was close enough to tickle their ass. Nice. But, I mean, it didn't feel like I should have been able to go through there as easily as I did. It's because some of them are staring right at you as you're in the shadows. And you could tell, like, if I was that guy, I could see this other dude crouching behind this fucking, you know, this this rack of spices or some shit, right? And, you know, yeah. you could see that there's obviously a dude there, but the AI doesn't detect you. So the AI is kind of... So there's still a clear sense of tension and it's a clear sense of, like, pick and choose your moments to shoot. Yes, and you and you do have to really think about, you know, how you want to engage the enemies. Because um, if you set off an alarm or if you miss a shot with a silenced weapon, uh, then everybody's alerted and they're going to be really searching for you. Uh, same thing with, you know, with monsters. If they're running in a pack, you can pick them off one at a time in the pack. Um, but if they notice a downed enemy they're going to be alert. Uh, so, and there's no dragging bodies or anything. So you have to really kind of, you know, see if you can find a, a quiet spot to take somebody down. Um, it's, it's all right. It's not perfect, but I never really expected it to be because the Metro games really weren't perfect. They were just kind of, they were they were good storytelling vehicles, you know. the uh, The story itself is really yeah. good, and, and the gameplay worked for the atmosphere, right? You know, and the the weapons are, and the weapons in this are uh, a bit, uh, they're they're very metro ish. You know, I mean, they're cobbled together weapons. You know, you know. Right. I've heard a lot about the weapon system itself. Is that good? The weapon system itself, with the uh, you know, with the ability to kind of salvage weapons and you know, put on different modifications to weapons, it's it's not bad. You tend to find the one weapon that you like and try to mod the crap out of it. Um, but there are such uh, situations because you only can carry a few uh, a few weapons. There are right. situations where you want to have you know a kind of weapon. So normally, I have either an assault rifle or a shotgun. Depending on if I'm going up against monsters, I have a shotgun. If I'm going up against humans, I have the assault rifle. And I have it modified as much as I can make it. Um, do you have like a storage box or something that lets you... you, do you or do you have to give up something to get something else? So if you're out in the field, you have to drop whatever weapon you're using to pick up a new weapon. And of course, when you pick up another weapon, it could be dirty. It could not have the same mods on it. You could, of course, salvage the weapon that you just dropped pick up, you know, pick up the parts from it and then apply it to the new weapon. But that weapon could be dirty. It could jam. Uh, and you have to kind of repair it so that it doesn't jam. And you have to clean it at a weapons, you know, uh, uh, workshop. So 
uh, picking up a weapon is possible. It's just not always the best solution to a problem. Uh, what I normally run with is I have the uh, the high-powered BB gun, uh, which has a lot of really cool mods to it. Um, the, the pneumatic gun. Um, the uh, I have a silenced pistol, which is just a revolver. Um, and... Uh, then you have basically my option slot, which is either the shotgun or the assault rifle. Uh, and I've kind of been pigeonholed into that from the most of the game. You know, that's the way that it works out. There's two different kinds of shotguns, uh, a couple different kinds of uh, automatic, you know, rifle uh, rifles. There's a there's a actual rifle, and then there's a SMG uh, that uses the same rounds as the pistol, which I don't use because. I want the pistol rounds. <laughs> right. Um, so similar to last light. Kind of. The only difference is, is that you can create more ammo in this, which kind of breaks the economy in a different way. His Metro last light had you conserving ammo as much as you possibly could until you had to use them. Uh, whereas you have the option now to just go ham on, you know, you know, with, you know, ammo and just make more and you just don't get as much of the resources to make more. So you just kind of hoard the, the chemicals and mechanical parts that you need to make ammo. Um, gotcha. You know, it's, it's not a bad game. Uh, would I say that it's a f- full price? You know, I paid it 50 bucks cause I bought it on, you know, uh, on the uh, Epic store. You get $10 off if you buy it on Epic. Um, I think it's still a sixty dollars game if you pick it up for uh, for a console. Um, it's definitely worth a rent. It's probably worth about half price. So it's not as good as the other two. Uh, it's, I would say it's as good and has better moments than Last Light. But see, I really liked Last Light. But it's very much a one shot story. And that's kind of the replay value kind of is not there. So for me, being a single player, you know, with fairly low replay value, it kind of colors my decision as to how much I would normally spend for it. I, I did spend, I guess, quote unquote, full price for it. Um, I'm not really regretting it. I'm just saying that it probably could have done more and had a little more to it. You know, first-person shooters are kind of weird in that way. I could play Doom over and over and over again. I could play Wolfenstein over and over and over again because those games are genuinely fun. Like, fucking, like, gore-happy fucking action. I turn my brain off. I'm killing fucking monsters fun. Um, This is more of a story. So once you get through the story, you kind of hear, you've already heard the story before. So there isn't a whole lot of play, replay value to it. My, yeah, I was going to say Doom opinion. didn't. Doom twenty sixteen didn't focus so much on story. I mean, it did, but very. Uh, it's jokingly just, right. The story is just a vehicle to get you to different places. You know, whereas the story of Metro is very much a story like you would read in a book. Yeah, I would say Doom twenty sixteen is story chops are not that much higher than hexen right well like i said a vehicle yeah. to get to this is the reason why you're going to 
X facility. You don't necessarily need to know how X facility works, who was working at X facility, how many souls were there, or anything like that. You don't have any personal attachment to them. Right? Where Metro kind of has you caring about Russia as, in general. So, um, <coughs> and it's all right. Uh, I will finish it. It's like I said, I've only got maybe five hours left. I es- estimate. Um, I heard that there is a twist. I haven't gotten to the twist yet. So, uh, or I may have, and I just didn't realize it. I'll know in a little bit, but I recommend it if you have the extra cash. That's pretty much it. If you can get it on sale, get it on sale. <laughs> not exactly glowing, but not no, horrible. It's, it's not horrible. It's, it's not a waste of money. Like There's been worse games out there for sure. Um, but replay value is a big thing for me, uh, and I want to be able to replay it. Uh, and right. I picked up Last Light for like, you know, 15, 20 bucks on sale. And I didn't, uh, I didn't regret that. And I don't think I would regret this purchase if it was also 15 or 20 bucks. <coughs> that said, you got anything more before we take a break? No. no oh, I'm good. All right. We'll be back. back oh yeah it's watching you with its eyes oh my god we were talking about a rusty's alexa my recognizing echo, my echo show knows when i walk by and i said no fuck that shit it's getting covered up it's getting the camera turned off and only recognizes my voice now that in his oculus sensors undressing him yeah i i have i have a thing you know i know the oculus sensors use uh uh, IR and uh, I put out a lot of body heat, so um, yeah. So this is a sign of one of two things, just to carry the show's theme. Mm-hmm. You're either very scared of the government mm-hmm. because you're a drug dealer, nope. or nope. you're just a chronic masturbator and you don't want anybody to watch. But I mean, which is it? Um, <laughs> I think you'd actually get off on the voyeur. No, I'd have to get paid. <laughs> 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 Rusty's new career. If this doesn't work out. It's gonna be camming. <laughs> but it'll only be IR camming. I bet there's a market for that. Oh god. Oh, I guarantee you there is. Oh my god. This is the this VRest is of VR cams. Oh, it's, just... it's reverse VR. You're not it's not virtual reality for you. You're watching a naked man play virtual reality. <laughs> That or I could just see that. do the windmill. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, that would be terrible. That'd be awesome. Well, be like, not, look at this. There's not just it's that. I guarantee you, there's a market for big bear masturbation. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't want to be part of this market. But he's not really a bear, though. He's more of a walrus <laughs> or a seal. I like to think of myself as an orca. Thank you very much. An orca. 
We've created a new. <laughs> I don't even know what this is. It's the Orca. <laughs> Show title. Oh. Assholes. <laughs> Blowholes. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> Checking out. Thank you. Bye. They call them the narwhal. <laughs> narwhals. Well, we've already done narwhals uh, as a show title, so <laughs> can't do that again. Soon. Man, in the context of video games, right, it could just be about whales. <clears throat> that, I guess I kind of... I When I, it comes to Warframe, anyway. Yeah. Warframe and Mass Effect. Less on Mass Effect. Mass Effect actually pisses me off because I can't really use it anymore. Um, but, yeah. Warframe, most definitely it will. Fuck, you know, bef- you know, uh, we could talk into, you know, this could get right into fucking microtransactions real fucking easy. Don't make me do this. Unfortunately, there's other things we can talk about, like what, Jason? Um, yeah. Uh, uh, man, I just, like, I served that my, over the net. He's like, man. And you, do- you didn't even dive. You just said fuck it. I just said fuck it. <laughs> now, uh. Sorry, with the Wi-Fi's out, my for some reason my phone's data is loading. Everything's slow. Did you guys porn? Here, I'll give you something quick. Gotcha. Go for it. Did you see that they have the new uh, spokesperson, or at least for at least a few lines of commercials, is for KFC is RoboCop. Yes. Yes. And Did you watch you. the little trailer? He will kill you. That's fucking great. He will kill you if you ask for the recipe. I mean, that that's even more epic than Archer doing Arby's commercials. Mm, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. H. Benjamin is uh, pretty amazing at those commercials. I <laughs> some apparently of those apparently I I fucked up my I as soon as you did that I texted my girlfriend because she's a big Archer fan too. She's like, I told you that like six months ago when it came out. She's like, did you forget something? Yes. I'm just like, yeah. Yes, I forgot. She's like, it's okay. But um, So I played all the commercials for yeah. Justin before we started recording. I, <laughs> that guy. brought me joy. Um, he has, you know, he looks way weirder in person than you ever Sandwich. imagined him, but he has a sense of humor and flair that is unique to him. Yep. I mean, he's not quite doing archery. He's not quite doing Bob's Burgers. He's just him and his own space i know this is scripted he performs it amazingly but the the most recent commercial they did that last one i the chicken i showed you uh definitely plays on the on the bob's burgers thing a little bit the loaded italian that's true i mean but all all those commercials are amazing so a a little interesting bit i know it's not um applicable to video games at all but i'm just going to bring it up because i love the first movie um so zombie land double tap oh boy has cast luke wilson wow you're looking at me like these names mean anything to oh me. is it he's not wow or whoa that's owen yeah, that's Owen. <sighs> Luke Wilson is Idiocracy Wilson. Right. Okay. Uh, when you say Wilson, I... Okay, let me just... That guy. Uh... Oh, Idiocr- that guy. Idiocracy, the main guy that in Idiocracy. Guy. Okay, yeah. all right, so... 
So I am terrible with names. Actors, you know, only like the 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 top point one percent of actors and fucking directors I will retain because it's been pounded into my head, like George Lucas and Steven Spielberg and the big fucking names, right? You start getting into fucking like anybody that's not in that top fucking point one percent. I I will be like, who's that again? What movie were they in? Perfect. Fucking IMDb, man. And perfect segue. So speaking of the top like one percent, Netflix has cast Chris Hemsworth for its Hulk Hogan bioepic Hulk Mania. <sighs> Fuck that, brother. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what? No, I, I. He's cool as Thor. He's did, not Hulk. He's like did, half the. He's half the man he needs to be. Did, did, did the Hulk Hogan biopic need to happen? I mean, honestly, I mean, don't care really, if he has bleach, bleach blonde hair and a pair of handlebars. Like he's, he ain't gonna. He can't. He's a better actor for damn sure. But, but Hulk is called Hulk for a reason. Chris Hemsworth, I don't it's know that not, he's capable of being Hulk. He's not. He might be able to play the character of Hulk Hogan. They're going to have to, like, CGI uh, the fuck out of him. I'm not sure if he's the Hulkamaniac that we need. Honestly. No, he's not. I mean, I think that him as an actor could play Hulk, right? Right. I just don't think that he needs a cert. He is iconic for the amount of mass he entails. Right. But like my cousin's a-, a my cousin's a big man. The Hulkster was bigger. Uh, hmm Oh, yeah, Terry Hogan is huge. huge. Yeah, fucking, like, I super mean, huge. But then again, they fucking, like, they they could do a lot of cinema magic to make him look I, huge. I'm just saying. I, uh, I, am a, I am a fairly tall dude, but... You'd still be looking up at this guy. Yeah. Uh, he, every, Terry Hogan... He's fucking, he's like, what, six? Makes me look... Fucking tiny. He is six seven. Six seven. I was yeah. I was guessing six nine. He he and the Rock are about the same size in all dimensions, or at least when when, when they were when he prime. was still right. when he was still wrestling. Right. Um. I mean, the dude was huge. Uh, yeah. Um, um. And going his through personality was larger than life. I mean, well, let's think about something, right? Uh, none of the younger people may not be familiar with Lou Ferrigno's The Hulk, right? But Lou Ferrigno is an old, well-known person known for The Hulk and being a bodybuilder and being generally big enough to play The Hulk with green paint and look like mm-hmm. right. the green Hulk from Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Um, he's actually bigger than Lou Ferrigno. Y- yes. And yes. Because of his height on top of his mass... He's bigger than Lou Ferrigno. Let that sink in. There's a reason well, they called him I mean, Hulk Hogan. I mean, now, granted, it was, of course, it it was scripted, and of course, he he helped him along. But I mean, Terry Hogan was big enough and strong enough to actually lift and flip Andre the Giant. Yes, Andre helped. I mean, Andre hopped a little bit, <laughs> and and I've actually watched documentary about that particular WrestleMania, uh-huh. and yeah. and he he he, he was like, yeah, it, yeah, Andre Andre totally gave me a little bit of a hop because by the time we got through that, 
we have both hurt ourselves. Yeah. In fact, Hulk Hogan had actually torn one of his thigh muscles. Mm. God, that sucks. <laughs> so, before that WrestleMania even happened. So, he went into that WrestleMania with a torn thigh muscle. <laughs> and had and had to pull that off, right? Yeah, had to pull off fucking moving a goddamn um, hill. But uh but I mean, he's he still did it. That's not any small feat. Even it even if Andre was hopping a little bit well, because that was when Andre's health started declining. Right. Well, was around that time. I'm I'm not worried. Uh, so you're you're saying that he is so that Thor couldn't fit the uh, the the body structure of the Hulk is what you're trying to say. Well, what, I, I mean, it's I think somebody could embody the charisma, right? And maybe like in an acting debut, he like fucking nailed it, right? It, and it's very possible. It's very possible, right? And he plays a the Thor, right? Uh, but Thor, in the current state of how he is versus Hulk, is just not even close. I'm not even really a wrestling fan, but Hulk Hogan was famous in the 80s when I was a kid as being fucking ginormous. And very well, he, he had a he had his own thing. Like I bring up Hulkamaniacs because I was this, a Hulkamaniac when I was a kid. This biopic is all going to what exactly how successful this particular casting is is how everything else is casted around it because Chris Hemsworth is Shorter than I am. And, I mean... And the Hulkster com- was four inches taller than I am. And com- <laughs> considering the muscle mass that you're, you're, that you're missing, you're, now, you're casting a stick figure. Now, in that said, it, I would not put past Chris Hemsworth to be able to put on... This is an awkward video, but <laughs> I, you, it is a I, picture. It is. It, I literally just looked up Hulk Hogan bench pressing. Yeah. Now, it's, it's, I'm so intense. Look at that, though. I read in the comments there that it's about 495 that he's repping. 495. Yeah. So my cousin was deadlifting 600. Right. At, and he's 6'5. Yes. He's benching about almost 500 pounds. Benching. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But he's just an intense motherfucker. Now, that said, I would not put past Chris Hemsworth to be able to put. To put on enough mass to look similar. To put on enough body paint so that it looks like painted on abs. To to put on enough CGI marks <laughs> to be able to CGI some muscles on him. Uh, I'm sorry, you're just not going to be able to 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 match the Hulkster as far as like his um, his you know his body structure. Yeah, sorry, I, it, I, I just don't think so. There's a reason why Hulkamaniacs were like big on fucking Hulkamania. Yeah, but I will say this better be done right it's because not if be not, right. I'm not looking it's forward be to it. Horrible. Um, I don't look forward to any wrestling biopic though because they don't ever really. Did get Did you ever it. watch the wrestler with what? Mickey Rourke? No, that was actually a pretty damn good movie. It's not like I go out and start looking um, for this shit either. So, uh. <laughs> now, back to game-related news. Thank you. <laughs> so, Give me a name. Nintendo America has a has a new president. Yes, I heard about this. <laughs> I heard about this one. It's so fucking great. 
His name is Doug Bowser. They fucking made Bowser the president of Nintendo of America. What the fuck, dude? His Re- his his no. first fucking thing that he did after this was put, uh, put up a fucking uh, a Twitter post with him just well, holding up a sign that now, says "Thank you for the warm welcome." Well, hang on, preference this right, okay? So when uh, when Richie feels Amy, Amy, I think I'm totally butchering his name, but when he announced his retirement and who would be replacing him, uh. There was a lot of Twitter hate. Oh, there there was a ton of Twitter hate. I don't think it was. I don't think it was hate. Honestly, I don't think it was a bad uh, bad decision. Like honestly, I mean, oh, he's fucking no. retiring. So. It, it was it was lighthearted hate aimed at the name. Uh, I, I let okay. me clarify. It aimed at the name that Bowser's now running Nintendo. I don't think right. that's is it, it at all. and it's his real so, name. Yes, yes. Doug it's, Bowser is his last real name. Vacations? Yes, he was. Uh, he worked for Nintendo of America for four years as the, uh, fi- uh, like a CFO or a f- you know something in finance. He headed up the project for uh, the the successful launch of the Switch. Yes, and the Wii, both. Right. So um, I mean, he's he's got some chops under him. He so. he worked very closely with Reggie. Yes. On a, on. On the last two major product, and launches. he's you know he's been on like Nintendo Directs and uh, and things. He's been kind of a you know he was a presenter in a couple you know places. He's been in the public eye, yeah. You know maybe not as front and center as Reggie had been, but uh, but he didn't need to be at that point. But it, he's it always had Reggie. kind of an ironic last name, even for you know even in his position. Yeah. But making him president basically made but, the internet break for a bit so so in response to in response to lighthearted hate um he he posted a picture to to his twitter um which was just him simply holding a card that said thank you for the warm welcome right uh but but nondescript back behind him in the background on the shelf uh a lot of people didn't notice it until uh, some news sites pointed I it out. I it right away. <laughs> he had plushes of Mario and Luigi tied to tied together with a GameCube controller. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. This will be a and, fantastic rain. And a uh, <laughs> uh, and a Koopa. Right behind. Oh yeah, him. of course he had a Koopa right behind him. Yeah, so, uh, so I thought that was, I just thought that was it's, interesting. But uh, I it's mean, just ironic. It's like this. How, I mean, the name itself, just having somebody in the company with that last name, ironic. Having yeah. somebody in the in the corporate level, the the C level of uh, of a company with that last name, super ironic. You get somebody heading up the you know the C yeah. level of that, but stupid fucking ironic. But um, Doug's promotion makes sense because he was the senior vice president over sales and marketing. Right. So right, I knew he know, was in the financial that, side. So uh, that immediately. Uh, uh, I mean, him follow, going into Reggie's pos- position, knowing knowing the marketing side of it and being part 
part of the brain trust behind a lot of their more recent marketing with the Switch, etc., kind of makes sense. He was the reason behind Labo, wasn't he? I doubt, uh, you know. You don't that, know. No. You don't but know, but, but considering he was part of the marketing, he had to have some kind of hand in it. He need, he, knew, he knew that it was ha- Labo is basically the the best worst thing that the Switch has ever done. Yeah, but <laughs> keep in mind that just because he was part of he was senior vice president of sales and marketing for Nintendo America doesn't mean Labo was his idea. Right. La- Labo Labo, Labo Labo happened over in Japan. Eighty dollars for cardboard. You know, say. at court at corporate HQ, Nintendo America has to follow suit and figure out the best way to market that to the american audience he did a really good job of trying to sell cardboard for 80 bucks yes he did (laughs) (laughs) um and in other gaming news darkest dungeon 2 has been announced yes i still never finished one i Uh, like the game but i got burned out i couldn't get past the first areas, so yay! Uh, I'd like I to see what they do. One, huh? You're ridiculous. That game's hard as fuck. It, I could, yeah. what? Yeah. Oh well, I I I kind of bounced off of it as hard as you know. I I, I saw you play. Like, I saw Jason, I, Justin playing it, and I said, I've you know, I'm going to I've got a fair amount of hours in that game, and it's really just, yeah, it's not for everybody. Um, I'm actually looking it up to see how many now, hours I have. In it. I would say I got really, uh, for some reason on my, um, now I've only got like two serious playthroughs, right? And for some reason on my second playthrough, I got uh, uh, really lucky with, uh, with the negative perks I got hit with, mm. uh, that they weren't so negative that that I'd lose my primary party all the time. So, um, I ended up being able to beat the- hours in that game and I never beat it. (laughs) (laughs) I ended up being able to beat the second playthrough simply because none of my, uh, uh, none of my negative, negative perks were negative enough to kill my initial party. So, my initial party just kept leveling and, yeah, and I got through it. Yeah, it that it was a lucky dice roll, really, <laughs> or a sequence of lucky. No, dice I rolls. believe it. I mean, I know that for a while you were pretty addicted to it, and you were playing it on your tablet a lot of times while we were I, talking on the show. I still go back to it on my tablet. I mean, it's the perfect game for that because you can pause yeah. it anywhere. Yep, um, that and into the breach. That's true. Into the bridge they, is good for that stuff. They both work very, very well on that. Um, I, I mean, I'm excited to see what they do with it. Um, I am too. I'm gonna. I don't know if it'll be a day one play for me, but I will give it a shot. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I don't think it's a pl- day one play for me either. In fact, I'll probably wait for it to go on sale before I before i get it but um that is one i will definitely make sure i do get eventually Mm. so 
There's been a couple things. Did you find more? A couple other things that yeah that I've I saw. I've been struggling to find stuff. So there's a there's a couple things. Of course, today today being the day that Anthem is officially out for everybody, right? This oh, that is, released today, didn't it? Yeah. This yes. is this is release day for Anthem. Uh, so there's there's a lot of you know a lot of press going on right now about Anthem itself, and of course the people who had premier access uh, had it basically last week. Uh, so a lot of YouTubers had a full week. Uh, a lot of Twitch you know, streamers had it for a full week to play uh, and are now putting out their reviews on release day. You know, so there's, there's quite a bit of content out there right now that kind of colors what, you know, what Anthem kind of is after 20 to 30 hours of the gameplay uh, from what I you know from what I'm seeing uh, that you can get through the story in about 20 hours uh, you can max out your character uh, your character level uh, you know which is maxed out at 30 level 30 or something like that uh, in about that time uh, you can uh, uh, you have everything you know all the javelins unlocked at that time uh, the uh, big things were, uh, the rate that you earn in-game currency so that you can use it to buy skins uh, seemed all right at the beginning, but starts to die off at the end because you get them based off of achievements. And as you complete the achievements, you can't complete them again to get the new coins. So uh, it kind of you know dwindles out, and that's where the microtransactions kind of uh, come into play. Um the $8 skins are for epic skins, not legendary skins. So there, I don't think there is any legendary skins out just yet. So there's there's a chance that the $20 price point for legendary skins might still be a thing, which is stupid in a $60 game, but that's a whole other discussion. Um, what the biggest takeaway from what I found is, is that the game itself looks amazing. Uh, there are certain gameplay parts of the gameplay that just you know work correctly uh and have good bones but the uh the the amount of content is not there uh and a lot of it becomes really repetitive after you get to the end of the story uh which was kind of predicted uh there's quite a few reviews online check them out uh there's you know there's a uh, there's some positive, a lot of, you know, a lot of super duper fanboys are really defending it. Uh, but overall, I think the Metacritic score for users is like 3.7 or some bullshit. Right. Uh, and the, uh, the game reviewers is like 50 something. Uh, it does, it's not hitting Metacritic well. Um, you know, and, yeah. uh, EA is kind of tightening their asshole right now. Cause I heard of a story of, you know, uh, EA has a partnership program with uh, content creators, and uh, the partnership program is kind of it's kind of an odd bag because you're getting money from a publisher to review their program, uh, review their games essentially. As long as you put like a credit roll uh, for you know, for EA is this is an EA sponsored video or whatever, um, and this content creator uh, you know put up uh, a fairly negative review of the game. And uh, immediately got some uh, some backlash. There's been some back and forth on the story. It's been developing throughout the day today. Um, and I actually have to look up the the name of the guy. Uh, I think it's uh, 
uh, you know, GG Gamer Man or something like that, or, you know, something very similar to that. I'll look it up real, uh, real quick. But, um, the, uh, the initial thing was he put up his, uh, he put up his video on release day like he planned. Uh, and he got an immediate, you know, take this down from, uh, from EA. You know, some, you know, some guy in EA said, you need to take this down. Uh, it's, it's not, you know, it's not within your, uh, it doesn't fall with uh, it can uh, constitutes a breach of contract is what they said. What really is happening and and what I found out so far is that he didn't do his pre roll for the for the review properly, so it didn't show that it was you know sponsored by EA and you know and that this was a uh, you know uh, independent review. It, as far as the content, they weren't really caring about the content. They were just saying that the pre-roll wasn't right, but the way that they went uh, went about approaching him and saying you need to take this down made it seem like EA was trying to censor his review. And it's kind of blown up. I, I'm sure that it's a misunderstanding, but it's still kind of you know yeah. it, it's still anybody that's taking money from EA to do a review for a game is already under question. I mean, yep. think about it. You know, exactly. you're getting money from a company. It doesn't matter if they if they want you to be honest. You're still going to have that shadow of a doubt over you because you're still taking money from the company. Especially when you don't pre-roll it right. I mean, you have to you just you have to introduce and source that shit the right way. And if you don't, there there's repercussion. Oh, it's um, uh, GG G Man Lives is the name gotcha. uh, of the uh, the content creator. Um, so yeah, he was he basically took down his video, uh, removed the EA watermarks, removed the 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 uh, the content role, and just put it up as a personal review. Uh, same content, same same video. He just put it up as a personal review and not under the you know the EA content creator you know flag, I guess, uh, and. I mean, he, he doesn't have he doesn't have millions of subscribers on YouTube, but you know, it, it just means that there there's still that kind of doubt whether it, or not EA is really trying to censor. It's enough to make a wave, right? And um, you, you really think about it, you know, that's kind of one of the reasons why I'm kind of in a mixed bag as to whether or not we should get like review copies of anything because I still kind of feel like getting a review copy kind of, you know, in, in a way makes people think that we would have a positive review because we got it for free. Uh, and you see that on steam reviews as well. Cause you, you look product at steam reviews. For free. Yeah. We, you see right. the product received for free line right at the top. Yeah. Maybe we just um, make enough money for the show to buy copies. Right. No. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much it. In a, uh, in a much larger piece of news, I'll probably make the majority of this discussion for this segment. Oh boy. Um, and this is big enough that it's even hit non gaming news sites. Like Fox News, oh boy, oh uh, boy, CNN, etc. Um, in a uh, in a story uh, corroborated by several different sources, in, including Game Informer, uh, it appears that Microsoft and Nintendo are rumored to be working on bringing Game Pass to the Switch. Ooh. There's more to it than that, though. So I've been doing some digging, actually, while you guys were talking about this. To there's been a few stories released in the last today, basically. <laughs> the last today. Got the it. last today. In the last 12, 12 to 14 hours. 12 hours ago, Polygon posted 
a story and three hours ago game uh games radar posted a story but mm-hmm. i kind of cross-referenced both of those stories to kind of figure out what the deal was and between the two is able to figure out that this is kind of the start but they plan on releasing a games of a as a service model for that as they've been you know testing with it so far and releasing good content to things like your roku Oh, interesting. So all the processing being handled on the server side. Right. So this would be a game streaming instead of just right. like a... Uh... This is all... So, But it's also interesting for Nintendo is it... you could get Microsoft titles on your Switch. And I think it's a really Which interesting idea. Which would work idea. out for Nintendo because that means... They don't have a... They have some they, competition, they but could, not a lot. They could get games running on the Switch that... Otherwise, the Switch can't handle uh, for graphical reasons. Uh, but for just that it doesn't have the power. It's not necessarily that it can't display it. It just doesn't have the processing power to handle the rendering. Right. So um, that's... But all of this is rumored to all be precursors to what could be coming with xCloud. Right. And it's. I think it's interesting because the amount of households without a console... Like, maybe they pay a premium for it, right? But then they get games. You don't buy an Xbox, you know, whatever. You just buy the subscription, and then now you buy a controller and play it with your smart TV, right? Right. And if you got fast internet, that's actually really cool, right? Like, maybe it doesn't have the advanced options or the HDR or whatever, right, on its release. But as the infrastructure for internet gets faster, that could be a real thing. So, yeah, I mean... the. That gives you the ability to basically, you know, to play a lot of really, you know, high performance, you know, AAA style games on whatever display you have. Uh, yeah. And that's kind of what, you know, what, you know, the game industry kind of wants to do is to get the hardware out of the, you know, customer's hands uh, and put the hardware in a data center where it's easily managed, manageable. It also gives them the ability to charge a service for that. His uh, right. ultimately, that's going to cost you know going to rake in more no. revenue than yeah. But what hardware. if you spent twenty bucks a month, you never had to buy hardware, and you had access to like Game Pass style games, right? So this is this is actually a thing right now. The uh, I'm I pull up a a website. It's called Shadow. Um, uh, Shadow Tech is the is the website. If you go there. It allows you to uh, to basically rent a high performance data center PC to stream games at its highest setting with, and they have them uh, equipped with uh, 1080 Ti's and you know processing cores and plenty of RAM, and you have your storage. So basically, it is a remote computer, and you load your you know your Steam games, your Steam profile, you know all of the games that you. Does would it handle get. mods? Uh, you, it works just like a Windows 10 PC. It, it 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 looks just like logging into a Windows 10 PC from uh, from a remote you know setup. So What's anything that you can do that you can uh, that you can run on your PC could also be run on the Shadow. Uh, and the uh, I'm looking up the pricing right now, but uh, it allows you to stream those games from any place that has a high speed internet connection. Right. Uh, and, you know, be able to pass the input. Of course, you have a little bit of input lag, but it allowed it allows you to kind of give them a, you know, give right. games a trial run. You can have well, Origin, Steam, all of the other games that you would play on well, PC. Well, what I, what I see this as is uh, 
you know, this is thirty-five bucks. This this Monthly. is showing. Yep. This is showing where Microsoft is uh, uh, much is being much more forward-thinking a lot earlier than uh, than the other consoles per se. It, just in the fact that they're looking at how gaming's going to happen in the future, uh, how it can happen in the future, and they're actually exp- with with the way this is tracking i mean they're looking at expanding their their reachability and their and their player base well beyond anything the xbox console itself could ever reach what they're going to end up doing is they're going to end you know, the the problem with the hardware in the house is that you're stuck with just that yeah. You have a TV that could play anything, but you have to have the hardware to be able to play it. And, and that's true whether you're talking PC gaming or console right. gaming. Yeah, that's... and, and it's, it's the same thing. So the it's much smarter for a company to be able to do this kind of, you know, this kind of development, have the hardware themselves, put that mm-hmm. stuff in a data center where it's going to be higher powered, upgradable by them. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you know, it, that means that it'll stay, stay relevant. Now, that means that they can, you know, they take all the cycles that they would normally have for product for the for the hardware development for the home yeah. and have probably half to a quarter of that to throw that on a PC yeah. you know, in a data center. You know, and yeah. considering I know enough of, of the data center workload, I can tell you that it's not hard to maintain that. No. You know, so. Uh, so getting that stuff there means that they're cutting out all of the hardware development for home uh, home systems, all of the support for home systems, all of that stuff is going to be internalized. And you're actually making it easier on developers. And yes, because you're going to have a, you know, instead of having an Xbox One, an Xbox One S, an Xbox X, you know, an Xbox Five, fucking mm-hmm. whatever, you know, whatever different t- style things you're going to have. They're running on Xeons on 1080 Ti's. Build for it. Yeah. You know, and think about this. If they have it like that, you're not having to dumb down PCs to, you know, to dumb down games or be able to uh to run a uh run the game yeah. on a different set now, of hardware optimized for the hardware in the home. If you have that on a PC, everything is then a PC game. Now, that said, uh, we I'm not going to try to scare anybody. Microsoft is in no way doing away with consoles anytime soon. No. And that it, they realize, one, the internet structure infrastructure is not there. Right. It, the internet infrastructure is not necessarily going to be there uh, specifically in rural areas for the next couple of decades to come. So. But. Consoles will still be a thing for those people that either a absolutely need to have one because there's no freaking way they're right. streaming again, you know, um, or or to those people that just they really want the physical hardware in their home. It they're not going to necessarily completely do away with the console anytime soon. Well, I mean, sure. I mean, I'm going to I'm still going to have a PC in my home, but if I could offload my PlayStation, my Xbox, and my you know, and my Switch, well, not, not I guess not necessarily the Switch. I want that for portable reasons, but 
uh, PC and Xbox now, for certain. It wouldn't surprise that. me. It wouldn't surprise me to actually see Microsoft do a portable variant similar like to a the shield. Switch, like a Shield, like Nvidia Shield, right. And Switch is in the next four to five years. Yeah, well, it, that would not surprise me at all. It wouldn't surprise me that they, you know, they go the whole Roku route and just put a fucking USB por- uh, stick onto a TV, or yeah. build it into the television as a, you know, as a, uh, as a, you know, smart TV option. Things like that make total sense because you're not really doing anything, you know, not doing any processing on the television outside mm-hmm. of input. Um, I mean, my smart TV pulls down 4K HDR. You right. know what I mean? And, and const, you know, consider this. I mean, most people who have high-speed internet are right. already using streaming services without really thinking about it. Netflix pulls just as much information as yeah. your uh, your gaming would mm-hmm. be as well, far as and, download. Yeah. Well, and uh, something we all, you also have to think about, too, is um, towards the end of this year, the beginning of next year, AT&T and Verizon in the U.S. will, for the most part, have their 5G networks yeah. deployed. I'm not even it, worried about that. No, here here's the thing you have to understand about this is once that's deployed as the fiber infrastructure for ground cable across the rest of the country builds out the speed and stability of that is extremely close to whatever the speed and stability for the ground is so you could end up talking you know, you're using your 5G for download stuff or for uh, streaming services. Yep. So that means that you'd be able to play Xbox on your phone um, and any device. Yeah, that can, get Bluetooth controller and you're good to go. Or, or any device that is basically like a MiFi, you know. Yeah. So, you know, something like that. That's fine. I, I, I can see that. We're not getting fiber. You know, the the ground infrastructure is 20 years behind where it should be it it needs to be updated so hardcore that it just it you know there's no reason why these people in the uh, boondocks don't have at least dsl Mm -hmm. services yeah you know there's it's just it's just the company's not doing it they can't justify the you know the the price is what they try to say they can't they can't justify cost and here's the reason why they can't justify cost is because when you look at when you look at the major ones and and for the most part, it's uh, as far as, uh, for example, DSL or dis- direct subscriber lines. Uh, for the most part, that's AT and T for the majority of the country, and they're they've been upgrading and upgrading and upgrading the primary infrastructure to the next step so frequently that they never actually reach the point of expanding that next step out into the rural areas. Right. So the rural areas are stuck five, ten years behind because it they never quit upgrading the major cities. Right. I you mean, even you see the, what I'm saying? Well, I mean, major cities. I, we live we live in the Tulsa, Tulsa Metro, basically. So you you know, you would think that 
you know, be, it being a, uh, a the, metro area that you would our, have high speed. Our market internet. is large enough that it's usually within the first 30 cities that get one of these major upgrades, whether it's fiber, uh, no, whether it's 5G. Fiber uh, two blocks that way. Right. Yeah. It just, it's in the rural area, which is weird. So fiber is, uh, is coming from the outside in. You know, so that's what I've noticed about the fiber around uh, around here is that the outlying areas are coming, you know, getting fiber before the uh, the city metros because it's harder to actually run fiber in, you know, in this type of infrastructure. You know, yeah. you've got a city that you're going to be pulling up a fucking sidewalk for to be able mm-hmm. to uh, to draw, you know, fiber lines through it. Uh, or, you know, you go out to the places that are currently developing and lay down fiber yeah. while a developing new new developments are in the rural area for here most new development is happening in rural areas because of our our city is actually fairly built out i mean space right. is uh, premium so uh the new developments in the rural areas are getting fiber before before fibers finish running in the primary city limits because it's cheaper to run the fiber in a new development right. than is to upgrade to fiber on the existing infrastructure. The thing is, is that they could still do it. And once they do do it, then everybody will have the bandwidth that they need to be able to do these things that mm-hmm. we're looking for. Yeah. Uh, and I'm looking at, you know, I'm looking at right now, I have, uh, I subscribe to, you know, to cable. You know, I'm using a Doxus 3.1 line. So, uh, it's, and it's, it's actually fairly new. And I start to say, because your infrastructure is new on the same plan, right? You are, you're getting nearly double the speed I am. Right. So the, so the, the Doxus 3.1 line, I looked into this cause I mean, if you have Cox in your area and it has the ability to do at least 3.0, uh, Doxus 3.0, you can subscribe to their, uh, Gigablast, which is a mixed bag because if you're using 3.0, you get about half of the speed that you're supposed to be getting. Uh, mm-hmm. If you got 3.1, uh, you get a decent portion of the uh, of the speed that you're supposed to be getting because you're mm-hmm. supposed to be getting gigabit. Uh, but the you know the differences in the upload and that's important for people who want to stream services. Yes. You know, especially if you're streaming out like Twitch. Uh, your upload speeds are going to be key for that type of thing. Uh, I could not currently stream reliably but, on my connection. Yeah. But, I mean, long, uh, we've drug this out, but main point being, if Game Pass comes to Switch, that's really encouraging for what happens in the future. I'm I'm just looking forward to you know to having games on anything using any service that you subscribe to. Uh I would not mind a Netflix version of uh, of Xbox that gives me the uh, ability to play Xbox games. Uh I don't imagine it's going to be you know you you're either going you're going to have the curated options like the Game Pass, yeah. but you're not going to have the ability to, you know, to just play any game that comes out for the service. Not you'll yet. still have to you'll still have to pay uh, pay for the license, but yeah. I would imagine that it'd be more like uh be more like a Steam service where you, you know, or you pay for the license, it gets loaded into your, you know, your server or your connection to the server or it just gets flipped on like a switch and you can uh and then you can play it wherever. Yeah, that sounds like a really great option. 
but the internet infrastructure has to be there for it. Yeah. The latency is key because you could have really fast download and really fast upload, but the latency between you and the server is going to determine whether or not that's going to be a good uh, gameplay experience for you. And that's where they need to you know fix things. Yep. So with that, anything else? No, I was just looking again to see if I qualified for fiber, and it shows a map, and across the street, it shows a thousand megabits per second available. It's across so the street. Yes. Oh my god, that would drive me fucking batty. It's the fastest internet in like a three hundred mile area. So it's... Kansas City is the only other, the next closest market for that speed. It's across the fucking street. So. My uh, my coworker had to, had a very similar situation. He looked at a map like that uh, and saw that uh, the fiber line stopped at the end of his road, uh, but didn't come up his road. So he called the fucking uh, company and said, "Hey, what would it take to get fiber pull, you know, pulled from the you know from the hub box that's at the end of my street down to my you know down to my place?" And they said, "Pay us two thousand dollars and we'll do it." And he's like, "For two grand, all right." Because having you know, getting the fiber there was important enough for him. He paid the two grand, and he got fiber in his place. Look at that map. Oh fuck me! That would drive me insane. Is that just the coverage map on Cox's it's, website? Or? This isn't Cox. Oh, that's BTC. That's right. I forgot. You're on Bixby. Telephone. Let's not say too close where I'm at. But yeah, it's uh literally super close. Right. So. It, yeah, that green box is like. It's not the green box. It's oh, the, is it? it's the, the other color. Oh, do you see how much it just wraps around me? Oh, that. <laughs> it's so fucking maddening. Exactly. Yeah. Well, exactly. So that, let's uh, close out the show. All right. So with that, find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and twittercom slash tiltcast. Our YouTube channels youtube.com slash the real tiltcast. And you can find Friends of the Show for the Love of Gaming. Jesus Christ. You can find um, BMFCast.com, Cabbage KBG, The Carousel for a Limited Time, NoQuarters.net, and TVGP.TV. They do great things. With that, that's the end of the damn show. Peace. All right, peace. I came up with titles. (laughs) 